0: X with all the feet. I am buying. Let me see what you can do. Welcome,
1: welcome. welcome to e-society podcast hey hey what's up it's azisu back again e-society podcast and this is episode 258 today we'll be talking about tv including tv uh stranger things the bear baymax skymed big brother 24 and then the challenge usa movies including rise the black phone Mad God, we burn like this. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. The Man from Toronto, Jerry and Marge go large, and Thor's love and thunder. And as always, Weekend can sports, we can fun going cycling, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo
2: yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. Uh, took a week off. Just yep. Uh, life got in the way and. Yeah, when I went up north, uh, laid uh, my brother to rest, and oh man, it was it was a rough one, man. But we 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 all got through it with um, sad tears, everything. But in the end, was laughter and just nice. talking talking about our brother, our brother Darren, man. It was good. I I held it together, good until. During the eulogy, they, they brought me up and, oh, that's when I lost it. I was like, damn, I was, I was doing good. So, ah, oh, right. man, I, it was tough. But, uh, I did, um, I, uh, made a, a, one of my skateboards up for him. Um, uh, I have many decks, trucks and wheels and everything. So I pieced one up for him and, uh. Uh, made it up for D. Put one in there for him so he can have a skate when he's up there. So, but yep. awesome. it was good. It was good. It was good to go. I did go to um, Funko HQ. Uh, I'll get into that a little more when we get into collecting. But all right. um, all right. uh, other than uh, Thor being the big movie, uh, we, I did see some of the new newer films that were out in the theater and as well as uh, all the streaming platforms. And um but um we're going to kick it off with TV. This is yeah. the big thing. I am really late to this party cuz I had no idea that they split it up into two right. parts. Um I, did. <laughs> I about a month even,
1: apart. About a month apart.
2: Yeah, so this is uh Stranger Things season 4. I believe it aired um May May twenty seventh, and then came back July first or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but
1: yeah, they were saying if uh, Kate Bush's "Running Up the Hill," uh, representative of Part One, was for Memorial Day, then uh, Metallica's "Master of Puppets" was representative for the Fourth of July weekend. <laughs>
0: Uh, I
2: didn't even like that song, that Running Up the Hill, when when it was new back then. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I'm I'm not a huge fan either, but uh, it is just crazy how something like this, like out of nowhere, like that's a song nobody's really talked about in years, years, and all of a sudden, she just made like three million uh, off royalties, off people getting the song just because of Stranger Things. That's crazy. I'm sure Metallica is doing the same thing, if not more. (laughs) <laughs> I'm
2: sure like, they got a ton more. I mean, but I mean, good for her. I mean, I'm not hating on her or anything. I, I just never liked the song. Um, It's catchy. It was in my head because I was wondering why before. I mean, I just watched this. I, I just uh, the last few days, I just zipped through the whole season. And um a lot of it, uh, some most of it I was listening to while I was working. But and right. anytime something exciting happened, I'd have to rewind it so I could see. But uh, I sure. caught it all. Uh, I did like this season. It was uh, it was good. I, I thought last season was was my favorite when they were dealing with the mall and all that. I thought all that was cool. And um uh, this is gonna be full of spoilers. You guys should have seen it by now. Yeah, uh,
1: if you haven't, just uh, go ahead a little because there's yeah. no way really to talk about it other than to spoil it.
2: Yeah, I mean, but this this series uh, for me, kid of the '80s, um, the music was always on hit. I mean, it started off a little rough in the beginning because they were dropping songs that weren't even out yet. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, but uh, just '80 snobs like myself were the ones that was catching all that. But they, yeah, as the season like went on, it was like '82,
1: '83, or something in the first season, and they were dropping stuff from all over the '80s yeah so i think even there was like a track from like 91 or something in that first season that had people like what oh it's one thing to do it from another 80 but
0: you got a 90s song in here what are you doing
1: but but
2: at that time nobody even the the duffer brothers and netflix they didn't know that they had such a huge hit on their hands Right, right right so but so i think once everyone just jumped on board like we all did um, they really started doing their research when, when it came came to music as well as uh, the 80s nostalgia stuff. I mean, I think one of the biggest things for me was uh, New Coke that they did last season. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was... For, for those of you that are old enough to remember New Coke, I think I was only I uh, one of the many few that liked it. <laughs> but, How about Crystal Pepsi? Uh, I did not like that at all, but... When they brought when they brought that back, uh, Marky wanted one, so I bought it, and I said, I just remember it not tasting. It didn't taste like Pepsi at all. It was basically Pepsi's version of Seven Up, but it was no good. When it first came out back in I the nineties, yep. <laughs> but when when they brought it back, I Marky got one. I said, Hey, let me have a drink of that. That one actually tasted better. So, um, but New Coke, I you could not get those. Uh, at all because they did do a special run uh for um when was season 3 like 2 3 years ago
1: it was yeah. a while it was a while ago now it was that was 2019 okay so well yeah. i guess
2: they really couldn't do anything once uh, all all hell broke loose in in the world but um i mean i just love all the the stuff that's in this everything I and mean, even uh, it was good to see um uh, Suzy Q come back uh, to make her her little cameo in this, uh, she had a little bit uh, longer uh, scenes in this season because you guys remember her from uh, season three with the whole never-ending story and dusty bun and all oh, that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was cool. I I, I was happy when uh, they go. I know a girl. Or I know someone that knows how. There was a there was a scene where they needed some computer hacking. As soon as they said, I know somebody, I, I went, ah, then they showed her. <laughs> so, right. uh, I was hyped. I was glad. I was hoping that she would, like, join the gang and uh, go with them. But her story, I would like to see that because I don't know what the hell was going on in that house. Yeah. Wild, wild little um, uh, Lord of the Flies kids running around and uh, Maude, uh, people going with oh, that emo goth. She was not emo or goth. She seemed she was more. There were. This was Maud in 80s, boys and girls. That's um, great. uh, and the new characters that they brought in, uh, what's his name? Argyle. He, Argyle. he, he was awesome.
1: Um, <laughs> he reminded I, me of his other characters. He kind of reminded me of that one movie that we always bring up. <laughs>
2: um, the, the package, uh, Eduardo yeah. Franco. Uh, that was the first thing I saw him in, in the package, but he's been in a bunch of things. So um, he was already pretty pretty known already, so, but when he popped in, the, when I saw him in the trailers and the still shots and everything, I was like, oh, he's in it. And the thing that I'm jealous about this guy, his hair is awesome. It's I wish my hair was that long, but I just, it doesn't grow. Mine's, have you, if you know me, if you've seen me before my hair, this is long. I don't cut it or nothing. It just won't get any longer. But if you guys know any secrets to make it longer, let me know, and I'm not doing the extensions. But um, this season, <laughs> I think this season was my favorite. I loved what was going on. Um, this one was to me when I was texting the Z's. So I was watching it. I was like, man, they're just ripping off uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the uh, Dream Warriors, yeah. as well as Poltergeist and uh, a bunch of other things. Because we like, they did have the the, Go- the Goonies thing going on uh, a few Goonies seasons ago.
1: ET. Goonies yeah. and E.T. is the template for season one. Eleven is is basically, you know, E.T. As, as so many of those scenes, especially season one, he's like showing her stuff. Okay, yeah, and this is this. Just like when uh, Elliot's showing E.T. all his stuff in his room. It's like the exact same. They were almost beat for beat. And then, of course, the famous uh, the truck flip and everything and the bikes, you know. So that yeah, this, yeah,
2: so E.T. season one. It was cool. I mean, the um, what the hell was that guy's name? Where is he? I was just looking at him. Uh, the actor was Jamie Campbell Bower. He played a uh, Peter Ballard. Um, he was the guy that was um, what were they calling the the creature? Vec Vecna or whatever. Vecna. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
2: it, the, his that was his name. I mean, as soon as they started showing him again we're in spoilers everyone so you you should have seen this already i knew he was number one and and i knew he was going to be the the vecna thing so i i thought that was i thought cool. that was really cool yeah um uh this one it wasn't just the story of the kids it was kind of broken up into three three different stories uh one taking place in russia uh, the other one taking place and Hawkins and the other one was in California. Then it went into the Nevada desert. It wasn't like all of them were all together uh, at, at the same time, because if you guys remember this end of season three, um, Will and his family uh, moved to California just to get to get away from it all. So but I, I thought that was really cool. And um, I to me in the beginning, I was more focused on uh, Hopper's story on Uh, How he got to Russia, because at the end of season three, it was like we assumed he was dead. But then they show Russia and then we see Hopper out in the snow with his work crew. And I was like, how the hell did he get there? I thought uh, he went through some portal or whatever and ended up in Russia. Because if you guys remember last season, it was dealing with the Russians and everything what they were doing under the mall. So I I thought it was something like that. But now they picked him up and smuggled him out out of America. Took him over to Russia. So, um, oh, excuse me. I thought that was cool. Uh, Winona Ryder, she's just, I mean, other than my wife, Winona Ryder is the love of my life. I've always loved her uh, since I first saw her in uh, Lucas and just fell in love with her with all the movies. Yeah, she went a little wacky for a while, but I, I'm willing to, we're all wacky at, at some point.
0: Sure. <laughs> so, sure. But
2: I love Winona Ryder. Um, uh, David Harbour, uh, Hellboy, man, he I didn't realize how skinny he was until – because they kept mentioning it in the story or in the show. And then I went back and looked at one of the other seasons. I was like, damn, he was big. man. He, he lost right. a lot of weight and hit the gym because when he had his shirt off, man, he, he was pretty ripped. Uh, it was good to see Matthew Modine come back as Dr. Martin Brenner. Uh, I guess little-
1: they hinted at that before, I guess in season two, and that kind of went over my head because – I was like, wait, wait, what? Because he was got. I thought he got got at the end of season one, and then I read an article which said that, oh no, they hinted in season two that he was still around. I didn't think it so was. Like, oh. I didn't think he was dead
2: because I I had to go back and look at it too, and I was like, well, he could have survived. We just we just assumed, but now. Uh, this is Stranger Things. Any anything can happen. There was uh, a character in this that I think should have survived, but uh, but then again, who knows? He might come back.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, one question I have for you is: at one point during this season, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Dustin, but somebody says the Demogorgon was the foot soldier. And, like, Vecna is, like, the general, but the commander is the mind flayer. The mind flayer is who they so-called, like, battled the previous seasons and, like, took control of Billy and was, like, that big monster in the mall. But now I'm like, well, wait, I don't I don't think that's actually what they're saying. I think they're saying that Vecna is, like, the commander. He's the general, right? He's the... Or the the top of this upside down area. I don't know.
2: It, well, what is- it made it it made it seem because when he was telling his story and they were showing it all, he was the one that created that big um, smoke spider or, or whatever it was uh, in in the first season when it was just uh, the smoker. Whatever it was, and the Demogorgon gorgon things and the the demi dogs or whatever, all those that were running, yeah, they were just little foot soldiers. They're basically the stormtroopers. Yeah. But as far as Vecna being the the leader, I wasn't re- I'm
1: is he not the top re- or is it still like
2: mind Slayer? <laughs> I think there's someone else because will, at the end of this season, was like, he, as soon as we came back to Hoggins, I can feel him. But I didn't know if he was talking about Vecna or was he talking about the the Mind Flare thing or or something else. Because Will, it was in his head and he was a a part of it, if you guys remember, uh, right. in the first right. season. So yeah. and I, cycle. Cycle yeah, I was too. like, Oh, that's right, they they had to bring him back. But yeah. um I need to go back and rewatch all those those three seasons again. Because I mean this one was cool. It was if they would have wrapped it up with this one, I would have been, all right, cool, this is this is the reason why the upside down exists and everything. And Eleven was the one that did open up the the gates and everything. they they explain it more in this, but it wasn't her fault. I mean, she didn't know what she was doing. Right. But as far as all, all the kids, man, they're all basically almost in their twenties. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not yeah. I'm not the I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but man, these kids got ugly. <laughs>
1: The, <laughs> the, the crazy thing Like especially I'd say like Will stands out to me Like as like oh man this kid Isn't they're not like Kids and it's like You sent me a, a, like a meme Of like Stranger Things season 50 I was like that's Stranger Things Season 5 like they're Already looking like freaking Adam Sandler
2: The only one that didn't look like he aged at all Was Steve he, right. <laughs> Steve and funny. um and uh Jonathan, uh, Will's brother. Right. Yeah. They're, they 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 were the only ones that looked like they didn't age at all. Yeah. So, oh and uh Robin, uh, uh Maya Hawk, Ethan Hawk and uh, Uma Thurman's daughter. Right. But what's her name? Nancy, uh, Natalia Dyer, Will's sister? Oh no, no, not Will's, uh, Mike's sister. Was that Mike's sister? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, she, I think she's the oldest out of all of them. I think she's almost 30, but man, I, I don't know. I guess uh, 4K didn't do her justice because there were scenes where I was like, damn, she looked hella old. Again, everyone, if you guys are yelling at me, I'm not the greatest looking guy in the world. So, I mean, if you want to say I'm ugly and fat, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> I know what I am. but uh, I Because I was watching it. I mean, because these kids, they were good looking kids in the the first couple seasons when they were little, but as
1: they got older,
2: oh man.
1: (laughs) That's what happens with these things. Like, you got to hurry. Like, it almost like happened in Potter, too, where it was like they didn't make the films fast enough. Like, you know, by the time they got to these final films, they were not, you know, even high school age. Yeah. They started when they were nine, 10, but you know, it took them 10 years and I don't know, <laughs> you know?
0: So.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, but with that being said, I mean, they're all awesome actors. Everyone did their part and they did it geez, for four seasons and we're getting a fifth. So uh, yeah. I'm excited. Which excited show? about that
1: which won't be as long. I don't know if you heard that. Um, And that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Everybody talking about the length of the season. It was like hype when, before it came out and then after it comes out, I was hearing a little bit more groans for it. For me, I felt like it almost felt like a, Director's cut, like we were getting all the extended footage, like these could have been hour long episodes, and instead we were getting hour 15, hour and a half, and we were all this bonus. Last episode's like two hours and 20 minutes, and it's like I don't know. Part of me was like cool, but at the same time, I was like, I see you could feel all the extra footage and stuff they maybe could have done without, like it might've been a tighter season and a more like pedal to the metal might not have been a bad thing, like to just keep it moving. But, um, did you, well, I know you said you watched some of it, um, with it just running and then you were doing wine. You saw who, uh, and obviously we're in spoiler territory. You saw who, um, Nancy and, um, what's-her-name, went to visit in the hospital, right? Yeah,
2: that was Silence of the Lambs ripoff, but I knew exactly who it was. You know who because, it was,
1: right? I, yeah, I, I knew I knew who it was. I didn't
2: know. Um, I had no idea he was going to be in it, but the way the story was going, I was like, this is totally ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street. And I said, and the only way to make this even better is if Robert England pops up, and yeah. there he was, <laughs> Freddy Krueger himself. Who himself?
1: Um, yeah, he's basically the father. Of Vecna, which is cool because Vecna is basically Freddy for this story. (laughs) So it was cool that uh, they recognized and realized and brought him in. And that's a cool connection.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was awesome that he popped in. And the makeup they they did on him was cool when his uh, his eyes were all uh, messed up and everything. So I thought that was good. And I'm glad they just gave him that one scene and that was it. Right. Um, I didn't want him to like overshadow all these awesome little actors in, in this show. I mean, cause I mean, every, I everybody the
1: credits too. I don't know if you saw that like before the next episode plays it, they made sure to highlight that he, he was in that episode. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome because the three biggest
2: uh, stars in it um or no, there was like quite a the four of them, other than, than everybody in it. I mean, the big stars that have been uh, in this uh, series were not Renona Ryder, Matthew Modine, Robert England, Paul Reiser. Um, Sean Astin. What's his name? Sean Astin. Uh, who else? I'm trying to go. Jake Busey. He was in it for a minute. Oh, and, that's right. And uh, there might have been a few. Oh, uh, but, well, I've seen him in a bunch of other things, but uh, he's not as big as everyone else. But out of them to get them all in, I was I was all on board. I was I think the only thing that made me watch this series was Winona Ryder. When I heard that she was in this and I didn't, I didn't know who any of these kids were. I went, oh, well, no, hell yeah, I'm watching this. So and then I just ended up loving it. Dustin was my favorite but Dustin has been getting on my nerves <laughs> the last couple seasons. <laughs> uh, I did not like Steve at all uh, at first, but as the series went, Steve oh, is my favorite yeah, character. Yep, he's he's awesome,
1: <laughs> dude. I, th- I I actually kind of even liked him before he made the turn. Like <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's yeah, I'm a fan was, of that guy.
2: He was just some <laughs> tried to be hella cool asshole, and and I didn't like him. Like I didn't like Billy at all. Max's brother. Uh, he just seemed like an asshole. Uh, he made made up for it at the end, but um, I mean everything. But uh, Joseph Quinn, Eddie Munson, he just to me he just stole <laughs> this whole season. Not just because of Master of mm-hmm. Puppets, not just because he was a metalhead. I just thought he was awesome. I I assume he was a senior, and I just assumed that uh, he just. Didn't get along with any other anybody else's age because he was playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with uh, with all these youngsters with all these um, freshmen. <laughs> so, but well, I guess the the other guys that were in there were probably his age. Uh, the older ones that were yeah. Yeah, only during
0: those
2: during those scenes they didn't really um go into them. But the the fucking assholes in this were the jocks. Uh, this yeah,
1: season. like oh. that felt like. They were channeling like I feel like I've seen that 80s movie before where they like make the jocks like they were like the one was like on a mission and I get like whatever the Chrissy was uh, the girlfriend and whatnot. But like they made him like on a mission and I felt he was almost also slightly twisted with like the way people like get about things now and like try to rally people like that like come on like let's get them like
2: <laughs> it it was just he would it was just the the typical 80s trope of the the jocks always being the asshole bad guys yep, uh and, yep. and pretty much just about every almost every 80s movie uh, especially dealing with little uh, nerds, and then you you have the jocks like like Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, you had all the jocks that were mean to the little brainiac guys. Um, and you that's what goodies. they were. Yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> I hated Steve. Um, but um, that and it, it kind of just plays on on what's going on today. Uh, let me pull a soapbox soapbox out for a second. Mm-hmm. But all this religion religious bullshit that's going on in our country. They they, they put some in this. And that's what it was doing. That then it got everyone riled up to yeah. to go after these people. Because there were there was Scary. some murders and everything, everybody dis- disappearing. Instead of going out trying to figure out and who's doing this, everyone starts pointing their fingers. Yeah. And and these religious folks, I mean, again, if you believe in whatever you believe in, go for it. I'm not hating you on that. But when you try to uh, political side, political size it, or however you say that word, it's just, it's and put religion in it. It just, you, you turn me away from all this and what they were doing here. They were like, Oh my God, the, yeah. the, 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 the devil's in this town and this town is cursed. And these kids just because they had the it's word hellfire. Hell,
0: hellfire. It, hellfire. they had
2: hell, hell in their little club name, they just. They're demons and the the typical even shit even after the, he
1: saw it, even after he saw it at the lake, like he saw his friend float into the sky and do the thing, which those were so such like graphic kills. The guy that plays Eddie as an actor, he's he said he thought those were gonna get cut. They were so graphic, and uh, they did not. They made the cut. <laughs> it, it was like they they
2: don't want to. Even if like like it was right in front of his face, and he saw right. what was happening, but he was yeah. still like, "Nah, Eddie, yeah, Eddie's the devil, and he he's the it. Antichrist, and he they did it. did it. They're all devil worshipers, and they're the ones killing everybody in town. They just quick to point the finger at everything. And Eddie was one of those guys. He was kind of like me, a little metalhead." And I I like Dungeons and Dragons. I like nerdy stuff. And I listen to metal. All the music he was listening to, that was me. I got long hair. I didn't have the leather or the battle vest or anything, but I was just a metal head on a skateboarder and I was Native American and that's everyone nobody likes that. So it was like I, I felt his character and, and just being just because just because he had long hair and he listened to Slayer. And everyone just assumed uh, he he was the one killing everyone, and and it it was all these religious flocks that just kind of riled everybody up and just got on a um, like a witch hunt. I mean, even the the police were like, "You guys cannot do that. What are you guys doing?" No, no, but nobody listened. Everyone got their pitchforks and (laughs) yeah, I was just like, "Oh man, I I, it's just all all these idiots." Religion isn't the issue. It's the followers. I've always right. said this. The followers are the ones that ruin it. Yep. If, yep. if Jesus and God were here right now, I'm sure they would go, you guys are messing up my good idea and and, and my legacy. Because none of these idiots that are out there preaching this stuff out of this book, they, they all say, ours is right, yours is wrong. It's... And it says it in their book: "Do not judge," and that's exactly what these people yeah. do. And that's <laughs> what they were doing in this. <laughs> they were they were judging, and I'm like, God, do you guys not read the shit that you're in this book? Uh, <laughs> Uh, if Jesus was standing right here, he'd be he'd, be, he'd agree with me because I was like, damn. And that it, it goes on to what's going on in this country right now with all these yahoos and, and everybody and their religious shit. And I'm just like, oh, man, who knows? Maybe the Duffer Brothers wanted to put that in this story. I'm I mean, not- I, and, I'm, and it was it, this that type of stuff was going on back then, too, when I was growing up.
1: Yeah, was a lot I of stuff, with, especially with the video games. That was the thing I remember. it was like, oh, destroy all your video games, uh, smash the the hip hop and the rap music. It's infecting our youth. That's <laughs> what they were
2: saying. Now, yeah, uh, the the guy that um, uh, shot the people at the Fourth of July thing. One, one of these stupid Yahoo right wing nuts were saying that. Oh, the video games and the rap music and the the metal music is is turning our youth crazy. Shut the fuck up. I'm yeah. like, uh, if you're gonna be crazy and nuts, you're gonna be crazy and nuts no matter what. Yeah, and you could be listening to the Bee Gees and and right. uh, Kenny <laughs> Rogers and Abba and go crazy and shoot something up or whatever. I mean, t- see, like I said, they're always quick to point their fingers at at other at, at other things. I mean, just uh, right. it's it's just it's just how it is, everyone. I mean, it sucks that that happened, it, and especially lately with all these shootings and everything. But oh,
0: uh,
2: it's it's gonna happen, and I hope in a perfect world, I don't want it to happen. I, mean, I I don't want people I don't want people to die. I mean, I I don't. I mean, that's that was it was pointless <laughs> yeah. on what this guy did. Yep. And and any of them, even the school ones and everything, it's 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 just I always say this is a crazy world. And it is. So, I mean, I I like that they kind of threw some of the craziness in this crazy show. That was amazing. But um, because, yeah, they were ready to lynch all these kids. They had a picture of all of them. And said these are the ones, and they started naming everybody. Everybody in the Hellfire Club, go after them. They're the one. Right. Eddie's Eddie's the leader,
1: and they were I, they were. I was like, uh, damn, this is like <laughs> scary on a different type of level.
2: That's what that's what I like. I liked about this season because there, there was so much they packed into it. Maybe that's why all these episodes were so long. Yeah. I had no issue. I could have did five more episodes, and I would have been fine with it. They could have all been two and a half hours long, and I would have watched them. It was basically, like, four or five movies. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it, it was It was. a really good season, and it was sad. I, I shed some tears uh, at some of the stuff that was going on in here. But, um, yeah, they better hurry up. If this next season isn't the last oh, yeah. season, because oh, these kids, they're, are, they're already uh, young
0: adults. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're
1: going to hurry, and they said that this one – um won't be as long and that's fine, but it will wrap it up. And then I don't know if you heard from there, they have a deal. Um, they're going to do some other show for Netflix, like death note or something. And Again? then, um, yeah. And then they're <laughs> going to do stranger. They're going to do a stranger thing spinoff, but not related to any characters. We know like a different, stranger things story i say ghost so. did go into
2: susie's house that was that was a weird house <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what was going on
1: in that house. yeah i almost wonder yeah was that like like kind of uh i don't even want to i don't know if shot is the right word but was it a shot at like Foreman ways like they got like a million kids and <laughs> I don't I don't know what
2: was thing. I don't know what was going on I, I mean guys. that house was it was a madhouse yeah <laughs> Just that kid that was shutting the power off <laughs> yeah he was the one that was running around like lord of the flies
1: <laughs> yeah but yet at the same time you had the like I guess semi-strict dad I don't know it was it was odd that was for sure
2: yeah, I don't know. I'd watch a show with them <laughs> because there was, there was a lot of different characters in that house. But uh, overall, the whole season w- was amazing. Uh, I'm glad we're getting uh, one more, but if you give me two more, hey, I'll watch it. But um, yeah, these um, the way this one ended w- with Will saying what he was saying, that he, he feels it still and he's still alive, um, I was like, alright, good. We're definitely getting more. And if we get more new characters, cool. Um, but uh, I'm hoping Argyle comes back uh, to help uh, with the gang because he's seen a lot <laughs> this season. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, as well him. as Erica. I was happy that uh, Lucas' sister, her, his little sister, Erica Sinclair, that she popped in. She was hardcore last season, and she was even harder yeah. in this one. So I, I was all uh, about her. It was good to see Robin had a huger part uh, this season as well. Yeah.
1: And Have you uh, seen- of eddie after erica rolls the uh, d20 where he kind of does this like shrivel up kind of move
2: (laughs) what (laughs) no i'll have to
1: find it and send it to you but like people are using it for like oh 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 like that's crazy type thing because like yeah she rolled the d20 and he does this thing where he like crunches up his body and like is like I'll I'll just have to find it
2: and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, um, this all took place in 1986 in uh, the month of March. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> this is what I noticed. <laughs> uh, awesome. it, it was it was the middle, uh, maybe middle, maybe almost towards the end of March. Master of Puppets came out uh, March third, 1986. Is pre-internet. And the tablatures were not in any of the guitar mags yet. Uh, There was many guys that went and did research and they said, no, no, there was not. Uh, Eddie Munson must have been a musical genius and just learned master puppets by ear Um, and and solos and all. (laughs) So uh, good for him. I mean, not to say that that's not impossible. There is, I've seen plenty of musicians out there that can do that. One of my buddies was one of those dudes. He would go, "Let me hear that," and we'd just play the tape. He'd just be kind of tinkering oh, yeah. around, tinkering, tinkering around on the guitar. And next thing you know, he's playing whatever we're trying. Can you learn this? And he, he so that there's, it's not saying it's impossible, but he was on the run for at least a week, <laughs> if that, <laughs> because he was right. hiding right. and. Uh, yeah. I didn't see any guitars wherever he was at, except for at his house. Uh, it was awesome that he had a BC Rich Warlock. That that was awesome. Uh, Eric was telling me that they're selling that guitar, the, the replica guitar, for like four grand. i like, really? Wow. You can go buy just a regular BC Rich for maybe a thousand. Okay. But I guess it, it's a replica, and I'm sure it says Stranger Things on it and everything. But uh, I guarantee you there's going to be more of those. There's going to be the little guitar picks that he wore around as a necklace. I'm sure you'll see those at Hot Topic at some point. I do want one, though. (laughs) I get it hanging on the wall in honor of Eddie.
1: But um, it was cool. crazy. I saw it once in person and uh, couldn't have foreseen this happening. I, I thought even if he was a big character, I thought, like, oh, you know, it'll be online or You know, they'll have it on the Funko website or, you know, it'll just be at the store. They normally have plenty of all their exclusives. And uh, now the character blew up and now the pop's blowing up uh, going for like 130 now.
2: (laughs) It must have it must have really blew up after that scene, because at that point, if that came out before the second half, nobody knew what it was going to do. But there were some good guys out there that caught it in the trailer. Uh, because they did uh, a quick little um, uh, oh, when they see great. a close up uh, of Eddie's uh, hands playing the solo, uh, wow. metal guys that knew that song knew the song they were playing. Wow, awesome. they knew without even, they, it wasn't even in the trailer, but they knew what he was playing. Right, I'm not one of them. I, I don't. I I don't, I can't play guitar for for shit. I can do all the drum parts in Master of Puppets, but. Uh, and a guitar, I couldn't do any of that <laughs> But
1: uh, it, was, I'm not uh, gonna, it was such a cool scene too Like how uh, Dustin was there Just like vibing
2: <laughs> So I take it there's electricity in the Upside Down
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works there But right. um, and, and The other thing um, Oh uh, Robert Trujillo the bass player from Metallica His son Ty Trujillo He was the one Um, That was uh, What's his name Playing uh, Joseph uh, Quinn, it, it was him. Uh, I was watching interviews. He he goes, I, I play guitar, but when he found out what he had to do, he went and bought a guitar and just practiced and practiced. He wanted to. He he knew enough to where he can get his fingers right, uh, placed right, and then he and knew the, the the notes. That's the important. But, yeah, because <laughs> he, he just he goes, I didn't want to go up there and just look stupid because then everyone would yeah, would over
1: him. <laughs> just all over the place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so-
2: he goes. I knew. I knew the chord. I knew where to play. To, to do it. He goes. Maybe it wouldn't have sounded like that as good. He goes. Right. But he goes. That was. He was playing though. He, he wasn't just pretending strumming. He he, had yeah. he was pressing the notes and everything. <laughs> All
0: over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: But when they had the close-ups of the solo part, that was Robert Trujillo's son. They uh-huh. they said he did it. His his name was in the credits too as well. He was the one that knew that solo and he he played it. So I thought wow. that was really cool. Uh, they went and got him. Robert Trujillo wasn't uh, the original bass player. Or, or he wasn't the bass player in the band when Master of Puppets uh, came out. It was Cliff Burton, rest in peace. Uh, he he was, uh, that was, I, that was the first Metallica or Metallica tape that I bought. I had Ride the Lightning. I had Kill 'Em All. I had all that before, but it was like um, recording of a recording. Sure. <laughs> recording of a recording of a recording of a vinyl. I, because I had, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had the, the skips. One of my buddies was like, hey, man, I recorded this at my friend's house, and then he recorded it for me, so it sounded crappy and everything. You can hear the little clicks and clacks uh, of the vinyl, but yeah. I had those albums. I knew who Metallica was, and when Master of Puppets came out, man, I bought uh, that first week. I went and bought that tape and listened to it and just blew my mind uh, on how awesome that is. Everybody went to work uh, on those. There's plenty of videos of out there of, um, the why, what if Eddie played this, uh, things that should not be, or Disposable Heroes, or uh, Damage Incorporated, something from that album, or there was even ones where I've seen where, um, he was playing, um, uh, they they show the scene, but he, he uh, Eddie was, uh, playing, um, Angel of Death, uh, from Slayer, or Raining Blood, <laughs> or something like that, uh. I was talking to this one guy, and he was like, if they would have played Slayer, I would have wanted to hear uh, Rain and Blood. Angel of Death is an awesome song, but I think well, Rain and Blood.
1: That's too for the Upside Down, and the way it looks, like, red.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but um, when did uh, when did uh, Region of Blood come out? I want to say it came out before, or was it after Master? Um, that one came out uh, October of '86, so later in the year, uh, yeah. So man, he didn't even get to hear uh, raining blood yet. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, the the part that made me laugh, oh, well, that Kate Bush song was uh, Max's favorite thing, and the the, the kids figured out uh, because when they uh, when Vecna put them in this trance, and uh, before they bodies got all contorted and basically snapped their necks and killed them. Um, they figured out that music could uh, bring you back from that trance and uh, Kate Bush's uh, run up that hill song was Max's favorite. So they played it for her and she came back. But the part that was funny, though, is when they were trying to find uh, music when Max went into that trance, I think it was the second time uh, <laughs> Or it might have been the first, I don't know, whatever it was. They they were running it, they were in Eddie's trailer and they were running in, they were digging, he was like, What are you guys doing? We're looking for music. Don't you have like Madonna or whoever, Michael Jackson or something like that? Uh, and then he, they, all you got is this, and he held up uh, Iron, Man, uh, Iron Maiden's uh, "Peace of Mind" tape with "This is music," and I was like, "Yeah." His room was awesome. He had Judas Priest, Anthrax, Slayer posters, and, and everything uh, on his wall. And he had a, um, uh, he had a Megadeth patch. I think it was from their first album on, on his battle vest. And on the back, the big patch, he had a uh, Dio um i was hoping they would at least play some deal or something in it now nah, he didn't get no love all he got was uh, the the patch on his battle vest but um it's cool uh i definitely want one of those uh, hellfire shirts um and i uh, want those vans uh, the yeah, ones have- that you, the ones you pointed out the slip-ons i showed eric eric was like oh man i want those too so uh i did, they didn't even really advertise those i never seen no advertisement anywhere there's this one uh one gal, she's a horror dude that I follow. She kind of went, did anyone know they put these out? And I was like, whoa, I went on there. And, uh, I, I, damn, they're like $100, though. I'm like, damn, for slip-ons? Yeah. You guys are killing me. <laughs> but
1: Yeah, the Hellfire shirt, uh, Funko did have it. I don't know if they do now. Uh, take a look. But, yeah, they did have it. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought uh, especially those early scenes like you're talking about Max with the Vecna thing. Those were actually really cool. And when he was holding her and she was about to escape with the music, that was cool. And even uh, his voice was like appropriate. I tried to do it like a second ago. The whole Max.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the total Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy vibe through the whole thing. And like I sure. said, uh, Dream Warriors um on how these guys all battled up and had to go into
1: dream Warrior. the upside down
2: basically being dreamland uh to fight uh yep. this character so it was like double dreamland because once they went into the upside down then they had to go into the to vecna's dream state or whatever to fight yeah. And,
1: that was cool. The house. Um, <laughs> they need two pops already. We got to have the one regular one where he's just like standing. But then they need like a movie moment one where he's like all strung up. with Yeah, all they those, need, they uh, need like,
2: to do those big box ones. Uh, yeah. For, for with
1: all the like tentacles and stuff.
2: <laughs> I guarantee you there's going to be a Hellfire edition of uh, Dungeons and Dragons at some point.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, but uh, Stranger Things season. Or do we almost been going an hour uh, talking oh, about Jesus? <laughs> so but this has just been one show. Um, but yeah, awesome. It was an amazing season. I mean, we did. We just were basically touching on what we liked. I mean, there was there's more to the story and everything. But um, definitely uh, check it out. And uh, Winona Ryder, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, give me a call. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, what, what are the shows? Oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, Miss Marvel, you're all caught up, right?
1: Uh, actually I do need to watch the most recent one. I can't, I basically, I forgot about it cause I got so wrapped up in not only the Thor countdown and Thor coming out on Thursday, but, uh, um, I had my big, Big Brother show return uh, this last Wednesday, so I got all uh, lost in uh, that.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, Miss Marvel streaming on Disney Plus. I watched the first episode, and I was kind of like, ah, this is more just geared more towards the the younger um, younger generation and and more of a, a big female uh, younger audience. I mean, nothing nothing negative about that. Um, Iman. Belani, I think I'd say her name. This is her first uh, acting gig. She plays Kamala Khan. She is awesome in the show. I just finished. I'm caught up. I'm ready for uh, Wednesday. Tuesday at yeah. midnight is when I'm watching the finale. Um, I'm all in on this show. This show is awesome. I just, yeah. I, I kind of had that runaways that I, um, vibe i tapped out on that show i couldn't get into it at all um ooh, surfer boy pizza hell yeah <laughs> um but yeah this show is awesome i know who kamala khan is i know who miss marvel is i never got into the books or even the the new run and everything i just i know the character and i know the image of her and I, all right cool right on you got you got another uh female superhero I mean, I don't know. So I don't know much of, of this story, but I'm taking uh, this TV show, this TV series for what it is. And I love it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala is a superhero fan with an imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in school and sometimes even at home. That is until she is gets superpowers like uh, the hero she's looked up to. Um yeah she uh kind of gets gifted this bracelet from uh, her uh her grandmother and then there's that's about as much as we know the beginning then she realizes that it's got powers, but she doesn't know what the powers are and this the story goes on and how she figures out what it is where it came from and and all that and who these people that are chasing her uh there's some gins I think that's what they called them as well as the um secret government task force or whatever going after him. <laughs> but uh, what I love the most about this show is the family, the f- yep. family-oriented story in it. I think that's amazing. Her family being from Pakistan slash India and, and all that. Um, yeah. I loved what they're going on, On what's going on. I love the parents. I love her brother, uh, her, her best friend, uh, Bruno. He's awesome. And her other <laughs> little...
1: Start. How about the start What's, of that first episode when uh, the big Hulk and the little Hulk?
2: I
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> uh, do. I guarantee you, someone at Comic is gonna be wearing those that version of it. Yeah, um, so those suits, uh, the, those two little costumes on, on how they made it. <laughs> um, I I love everybody in this. Bad guys, good guys, and uh, it's amazing. Um, uh, Iman, she's killing it as Kamala Khan. She is an amazing yeah. little actress in this. I'm glad uh, that she got this role. I mean, being a super fan of the character before uh, she auditioned and didn't even think she'd get it, and she got That's it. And
0: awesome, I love that. Yeah, um, love that. the
2: the effects. Uh, they, I'm sure they put billions of dollars in it, but not like uh, Avengers not money. Like in. <laughs> yeah, right, so because the, yeah. there was some some little cringy special effects in it, but but I like what's going on. Uh, I can't wait to see her in the Marvels. I think that's going to be awesome. But um, I like yep. what's happening in this. But the one gal that stole my heart, um, her great-grandmother, uh, was it? Yeah. Isha, Isha uh, Mewish Hayat. Hey, I think that's how you say her name. Oh, my God. She is just beautiful. I need to find all these other shows and movies that she's in because <laughs> I was like, whoa, who is this? <laughs> um, the other one that made me laugh is uh, Sadie Deaver. I think she's the leader of the – I can't remember the the letters on the back of her jacket. Basically, the government guys that are chasing uh, Kamala. Oh. She plays uh, Sadie uh. Deaver uh, – no, uh, Asla Reiner. She was the – I think she was the warden in um, Orange is the New Black. And, uh, yeah, she liked to get down. She was always getting uh, smashed uh, by this one dude on the show. So
1: I, I was like, where the hell have I seen her? And then I remembered. Um, yeah, Dane Control, which they were in um, Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: Spider-Man.
2: Uh, that's why I, I just couldn't remember what it said on the back. So it was good. I'm um, waiting for Ant-Man to pop in this because they're surely throwing him around all over in the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he comes in in the I, I
1: I'm hoping for the the Marvel's connection. We'll see if we get it or not.
2: Uh, at least have him pop in cuz they they're like forcing it down our throats with all the little imagery yeah. that they're showing. What other thing that I love other than the whole family stuff in this, I love the opening and the closing credits of uh, of each um each oh, episode.
1: Oh, yeah, so cool. So
2: I like cool. all that. I like the music and everything that that they're doing uh in Got it. A
1: track
2: <laughs> so I mean I think I think this show is awesome. I love it. I didn't even think I was gonna like it that much. Cause Moon Knight, I was like, oh, yawn. I love uh, this one. Awesome. Oh man, this is gonna be above Moon Knight uh, when we get down to. We're we're halfway uh, through the year. We got a few. We got another six months, uh, <laughs> well five and some change, uh, to, before we uh, start doing our, our best ofs. But what was
1: that? She Hulk's next here in a couple of weeks.
2: Uh, I like the Galas Planet. I'm, I know it's gonna be more comedy uh, oriented, but it, um, I'm fine. This has a lot comedy, the drama, the family drama, the loving family drama, and the action. There's all just awesome. Each episode had the right amount of yeah, awesome. And as soon as each episode was over, I'm glad I didn't have to watch this week to week. I was boom, 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 boom. I was I cranked through those first five episodes. And then and then when it got to the last one and it ended, I went, ah I gotta wait till uh uh what, two days, really? Monday, rest of, rest of today. We're recording on Sunday, rest of today, Monday and yeah, Wednesday. Tuesday at Tuesday at midnight. Or uh technically Wednesday. But <laughs> I'm mean, I'm I'm ready. I don't think Eric has watched this. I'm gonna tell him to watch it. I still need to finish is Moon Knight done or is it still going? Yep. All no. right. Well, I got to get through that. I need to finish that one, but I'm just
1: I, I like it. I don't
2: know. I love this a little bit more. Uh, who knows? Maybe Moon Knight will get me in, in, in the last few episodes. But this one, man, I I was after the sec after the first episode, I must have not been really paying attention much the first time. I rewatched it and I was like, oh, cool. So then I, as the episodes went on, I was oh, I was like, man, this show's
1: hella good.
2: So I I love what's going on in this, and I I love that uh, what they have and who these characters are. And then I love her friend, um, Nika. Uh, She's a beautiful young woman as well. Uh, Bruno, he's kind of getting on my nerves, but uh, he's cool. He's serving his purpose. I wasn't really a fan of uh, Cameron or Cameron or whatever his name is. Uh, He kind of bugged me. But that other kid with the mask, I thought he was badass. Uh, Kareem. Kareem. (laughs) <laughs> he was fresh. Uh, I want more of them, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. But Miss Marvel, if you guys haven't seen it, it's an amazing show. Definitely checking out on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. As the, far as- the, the just one last thing. Um, I mentioned this before in the comics. She was hit with the Terrigen Mist, as all Inhumans are. So she's Inhuman in the comics, but uh, they can't kind of do that here. They kind of already mess with a little bit that in uh, both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, the Inhumans TV series. So it would be a little much to bring it back now. So I was completely fine with them doing it now with the this whole the bracelet thing and the gin thing and the heritage. That's that's fine. It doesn't kill it for me. Although, you know, in the end of the day, it is, it is different in the comics.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, they don't... Uh Bring bringing the Inhumans. Come on. Um, <laughs> they don't have uh, these pops out yet.
1: They, they've like shown them, like revealed them, but yeah, they're not out yet.
2: All I see is coming soon. Yeah. Red Dagger, he doesn't even have his mask on. I
1: yeah. know. I was like, what's with that? That makes oh. no sense.
2: Oh, <laughs> man. 's got Bruno in his lab card, Kamala in her miss uh, Captain Marvel suit. Uh, well, I want the one when she has got her mask on you know with all her gear. I assume yeah. she's got getting that gear in the next episode because she hasn't had that yet, but the mask so but uh, it's
1: kind of cool. Um, I didn't see it, but I saw a picture after I saw Thor Eleven Thunder in the new title sequence uh, Kamala appears. In the title sequence, you can see her in it. So somebody uh, captured it, and I saw it online.
2: <laughs> All right. As far as TV, those are the only two things I had. I, I totally forgot about Miss Marvel. But, yeah, take over. Take, hit it.
1: <laughs> yeah, will do. Uh, send that your way so you can see. Um, but, yeah, I just got a couple things, and I'll be fast with them. Uh, Baymax, also on Disney+. Plus. I was hoping this was going to be a series, but instead it's a series of shorts. They dropped them all at once, and they're all super shorts—five, uh, five, ten minutes each, very short. Uh, love them all. It actually kind of makes sense that um, if they did it as shorts, just because, I guess, in my opinion, if they would have just done like half hours worth more story then this could have been like an hour and a half movie. Cause the six shorts, it basically ends up being, uh, an hour long, but, uh, throw a little more content in there. And, uh, you know, this could have been its own little Baymax movie for Disney plus, but I do love, um, I do love these shorts. It's cool. I'm glad they did it. Uh, I'd love to see them do more. I did notice, too, this was a reminder to me that um, I'm a big fan of the Big Hero 6 movie, and in between this Baymax series and when Big Hero 6 came out, they did a, an animated series. Um, and I think they did two or three seasons. It's on Disney Plus also, so uh, this gave me a reminder that that exists and to check that out at some point, so I definitely will. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed baymax uh, another show out on hulu um uh, the bear uh it's about, about a guy who comes back to uh, his family owned uh chicago restaurant uh italian uh, eatery and he is like he came up uh he went to school like for uh Classical fancy food training and now he's back at uh, you know, this kind of gritty uh, Homegrown, you know, Chicago style uh, Restaurant, so he's trying to bring uh, his like professionalism, but you know, you got these people used to their ways and just the way like a family uh, restaurant is run so I found this show interesting just because at least so far I've watched three of the episodes. They're all up. I think it's like nine, ten episodes. Um, these days it feels like a lot of the shows, like it's, it's usually based around something, usually like a murder or something like this and that. And who knows? Maybe that's still to come in the series, but three episodes in, it seems more just about like how it is to, um, be in a restaurant. And I personally don't have any experience, but it was interesting to look at the reviews on IMDb, which sometimes can be good, sometimes can be bad. But I found it most interesting that there are a lot of people saying that like, they really enjoyed it because they felt like it did nail how it can be, uh, especially running like a, a family business, a family eatery like this, like a restaurant. So I found that part cool. Um, you check out uh, just a little bit or just the first episode or I don't know if you got to check out the bear or not, but uh, yeah, another one that I checked out was uh sky med and this is a new show on Paramount plus uh, to me, this felt a lot like um, uh, the standard kind of uh, drama shows they do, um, cbs nbc abc these kind of um hour-long drama shows you see new ones every year Um, you know your csis your criminal minds things like that and so skymed really felt like that i think basically they threw the whole first season on paramount plus so i checked out the first episode just to be able to talk about it here and That was after one. I was basically like, "Yeah, it's okay," but at the end of the day, it really just does feel like, you know, a CSI episode. If you've you know seen any of that, you've seen them all, like uh, the new MacGyver, things like that. It really fits in that. uh, Not MacGyver. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm saying like the new MacGyver. Like the new MacGyver feels like I said, like just these shows feel like very similar. And the same, like it just feels like that. And that's what SkyMed uh, was to me. I don't know if you heard about the show, but it's uh, streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. The one, I guess, interesting twist to it is it's set in Canada and it's this plane, this medical plane where they serve all these underserved communities where it's like hard for them to get anywhere. So, like, the plane comes to them for like medical emergencies. And, um, one of the members on the team, she is, uh, native, native, uh, Canadian. And so it's interesting to hear her talk about like, like there's a new member of the team and she's like, Oh, you just think this is like fun and like, uh, like a vacation or a getaway, but like, like we do this cause like we have to like serve our communities and this is a life for us. So, um, you know. That part was interesting, but overall, at the end of the day, like I said, it, it felt like just another CSI, Chicago Fire, 911, uh, like those kind of shows. Like it just had that vibe, you know?
2: What's on Paramount Plus?
1: Yeah, it's called Sky Med.
0: Hmm.
1: So, like I said, the native angle might give you a reason to check it out, but as far as like a show, like I said, it's at the end of the day, it's pretty standard, <laughs> standard show. The other show I quickly mentioned, uh, that uh, I, w- I wanted to see if you had in- anything to add on. It was, uh, the bear. I was just saying how, um, I thought it was cool. I read that people thought that, uh, it was a lot like what it is to run like a family restaurant. So I found that part, uh, interesting for sure. Uh, were you able to check out just a little bit of it? just One episode?
2: No, I, I yeah. completely forgot about it. I got sucked into stranger things and Ms. Marvel. And I didn't get a chance to watch any of that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. um, The last thing I have to mention is my beloved uh, Big Brothers back for another season. Season 24, a new cast coming off last year where the cookout, the first – African- American Alliance uh, stayed strong and uh, did what somebody never done before they made they were a six strong and they made it to the final six and um, an alliance has never stood that strong before in the game so they made history but uh, uh, it's a new season and um, we're just a few days in the second episode airs tonight so right now there's only one episode but we've had live feeds or you've been able to keep up with what's been going on in the house. So I've been able to keep up and see what's going on. Um, it is another diverse cast, but interestingly it seems like a lot of the African-American players, I'm not sure if they were like mentioned this a lot in their like interviews or something like that, but like they seem to be not interested in doing like a cookout 2.0. And I wouldn't be surprised if production did, like ask them, like, are you okay not playing that just for like the game sake part of it. But then sadly, uh, week one here, it looks like at the end of the day, um, for next Thursday's eviction, we're going to have two African-American players on the block, uh, uh for eviction. Um, uh, looks like, uh, the lady Taylor, um, uh, she's rubbed a few people the wrong way in the house but then uh, i've seen conversation online where it's like it seems just so unfair because it's like for like a, a black woman to express herself and and be who she is is seen as then like a threat and it's like how uncool how this like it's like a social experiment but it does mimic like the real world, sadly, in that way, you know? So, uh, we'll see what happens. There is a girl that I was going for early when they announced, uh, she was, uh, a graduate of Cal. Uh, so, uh, growing up in the Bay Area, I was always a fan of, uh, Cal Berkeley athletics. So I was, uh, at first I was going for this, uh, person Paloma, but, um, uh, She's seemed to like sort of a lot of the, um, uh, the, uh, rumors and the bad stuff about Taylor and it's one of the main reasons she's going to be the first evicted. So not a good look, uh, online it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. So, but, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for a good, season i don't i just what i don't want is it for it to go um, as expected one by one the cookout was brilliant but they made for almost pretty you saw every move coming because you saw their plan and everything went according to plan and it's more fun when unexpected things happen and shakeups and People turn and, and alliances go against each other, and people leave alliances. So, I'm hoping as the game continues, uh, we get more of that. We're just starting, like I said. We're only getting the second episode tonight, which will end with the nomination. So, in real life, we've already passed the. They played the veto and everything. So, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm hopeful for. For a good season, even though uh, a little bit of a rocky uh, last couple of days on the live feeds, but uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, but right after that, uh, the Challenge USA, another spinoff for the Challenge, uh, they have for years. They had uh, Real World Road Rules Challenge, and then it just turned into the Challenge. And then uh, when Paramount Plus started, they did uh, the Challenge All-Stars, where they invited uh, older players back. Now they've done three seasons of that. And now they're doing the Challenge USA, which they're airing on CBS uh, after. uh, I don't know going forward if it's going to be on Wednesdays or Thursdays, because it was on Wednesday this past week, but Thursday is usually eviction night, so I'm not sure if they're going to air alongside the live eviction show. So. We'll see uh, Wednesday or Thursday when the second episode airs, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, this version of the challenge doesn't have any past players. It has uh, of the challenge. It has past players from Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, and Love Island, uh, from Big Brother, uh, four of the six cookout members, which I previously mentioned. they are uh playing this year and so far like man i really love the first episode i think challenge i have said before has the best uh gameplay as far as these shows go between survivor and big brother and whatnot um there's only three amazing racers i wish there was more of them i love amazing race and um they could end up being targets because of that uh Looks like early Love Island is a target. Uh, if you've ever seen Love Island, then you'd know that uh, the games they play there aren't really of any consequence. They're more for fun. They don't really have any meaning. They just do them to do them, and they're nowhere near the level of difficulty they are on like Big Brother and especially uh, Survivor. I'd say Survivor of all these shows probably play the hardest game so uh they might be the most well equipped for this game we'll see but uh yeah so far i'm really liking uh challenge usa and i recommend uh checking it out it is on uh, Plus right now too so uh you can gonna keep up with this uh the summer's big brother with me
2: <laughs> i didn't even keep up with any of it when you started watching it all <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: if you don't uh the challenge usa i actually can recommend like It's, it's good so far, really good. And the cool thing is, um, I didn't know this until the first episode, but, uh, not a surprise. It's called the challenge USA. I guess they're going to do this for other parts of the world with other people's like reality. So I'm guessing UK is for sure, maybe Brazil, maybe Australia, I don't know where else, but, uh, they're going to do all those versions. And then once they've got all the finalist sets, they're all going to come together for like a challenge world series. So that's cool.
2: (laughs) And when is this gone?
1: Um, Either Wednesdays or Thursdays. So this one's only once a week. And right now only the first episode is up and it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. The Challenge USA. And yeah, one more time. It has a previous Survivor, Big Brother, Love Island, and Amazing Race players. So. Yeah, pretty cool. But yeah, only three amazing racers. They needed more more of them. I, I love those guys. <laughs> I love that game.
0: <laughs> all right. Um,
2: speaking of road rules and all that, that, they're a part of this challenge thing, right?
1: Well, yeah, that's how it started. Honestly, whatever. They did uh, real world. And then they did road rules and then road rules evolved into real world road rules challenge is what it eventually was called. And then it eventually just became, they just called it the challenge eventually. But yeah, that's how it began. (laughs) uh,
2: Um, Road rules. I met this one gal when I was out in uh, Tulsa and, um, the uh, one native sister from the first season of Road, World, Road Rules, uh, what the hell was her name? Shelly Spotted Horse. She says she knows her. I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so, didn't really get into a conversation about it. I guess next time I go out there, I'll ask her about it. But yeah, when once you mentioned Road Rules, I remember uh, she, had, she had mentioned she knew her because they did some filming out there Uh when, when she when she joined on, they went and filmed where she was from, out in the res and then a powwow and everything. So uh, I was the only reason I watched that first season because she was on it. And then after that, I could care less. But um, she kind of stayed out of the spotlight. She didn't really uh, stay in it like uh, a lot of uh, the, the previous guests. I think the biggest one out of these shows is The Miz. He's the one that's the, the biggest uh, and still in the spotlight. Ah, uh, for you yeah, wrestling fans,
1: <laughs> it was interesting too. The season that the Miz actually played on the Challenge, he played with um, uh, Jamie Chung, who ended up going on to do some acting. Uh, I guess most notably in uh, Sucker Punch. But that was—it was actually kind of cool. You can—I'm pretty sure you can see it. See the Miz season. It's—I can. I'm, it's either on both on Netflix, but it's definitely on Paramount Plus. The Miz seasons.
2: It was Mike Miz then.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was good, too. He was good at the challenge because they did teams back then. And his team uh, did quite well. He was uh, good. And then uh, he also went on. There was another challenge spinoff at one point called um, like Stars versus Celebrities or something like that. So it was like Challenge Stars versus Celebrities And uh, he ended up hosting that (laughs) that's on Paramount too. So they have all so many, uh, challenge spinoffs. Honestly, I can't believe they already have three seasons of all stars. Um, I'm, I'm in like the middle of the third season of that right now. And, uh, uh, what's his name? The Godfather. He came back. He didn't do season two. He did season one. Um, I think you were saying you were a fan of him. What's his name? The Godfather? Mark? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, he, he I was with Mark uh Long, I think that was his last name. Yeah, the Godfather. He was at he was at WrestleMania when the Miz
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: Uh, when the Miz did his uh, thing after they lost when he took out um what's his name? No, they won. Uh when he took out uh Logan Paul. Uh well, those two are going to be going at it at SummerSlam because yeah. uh, for those of you that watch Money in the Bank, uh, during one of the breaks, uh, Logan Paul signed his contract with WWE and he's going after The Miz uh, for what he did to him at uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> so, yeah, because after all that shenanigans with The Miz got out of the ring, Mark was standing was in that seat right at the corner and he ran and gave him a hug and when when he did that i was like oh fuck that's mark so, <laughs> i thought that was all. i hadn't seen him in a while it was good to see that they're still buddies so but,
1: but yeah, yeah and mark still doing challenges and during this third season because yeah he did season one of all stars and now he's done season three at uh, one point uh i don't know if you know Derek, but he's like he's like damn what are you now like uh 53 or something like this. He's like, "How long are you going to be doing these?" He's like, "I'll do these forever. I'm doing these like when I'm 60." So. <laughs> uh,
2: was that uh, all your TV? Yeah,
1: that'll do it.
2: All right. Um going roll in the movies. How many movies you got other than Thor? I got
0: 1 2 All
2: right. Well, I'll run through this uh, first one really quick. Um, before we'll we'll end, we'll end it with Thor, everyone, because yeah. that's 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 the big one uh, right now. But uh, this is on it's on uh, Paramount Plus. I didn't even know it was there until somebody mentioned it. This is. Uh, Ah, uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. After creative judge sentences them to a space camp, a black hole it, a black hole sends our adolescent heroes twenty four years into the modern future, where the duo amuse i well, <laughs> duo amuse iPhones embark on a quest to score and become uh, targets uh, for the deep state. Uh it, it, it Beavis and Butthead. It is what it is. It's funny. Uh, the show came out in 93, and I believe three years later, A Beavis and Butthead Do America, the first movie, uh, came out. And, yeah, because I was thinking, how are they doing How? Because I heard it was supposed to be present in 2022. And I was like, how are they doing this? Did do they get old? No, there's a black hole and it shoots them from the 90s into 2022, <laughs> and they're, so they're still the same age. I was like, ah, good good idea. Um, it is what it is. Beavers and Butthead, uh, they're uh, they uh go up in space and uh, they they mess up and they have to take they basically ruin the space shuttle and then they have to go through a black hole and they end up uh back in 2022. And well, th- th- those two do because they go uh. They go out into space and doing their spacewalk, and then they get sucked into the black hole. Uh, and then they're dealing with all the, the modern technologies that we have today. And then this is when uh, the adventure and all hell breaks loose. It is what it is. Beavis and Butthead, crude humor, funny, uh, and everything. The movie's only an hour and 27 minutes. If you were a fan of Beavis and Butthead, I didn't really care for that first movie. I thought it was kind of just a little overboard. I liked the TV show. There was a half hour, the little snippets. Uh, of them uh, talking shit, watching the videos, and then the little clips in between. Um, I know they put those. I think it's on Paramount Plus as well, but it's just the little, the little uh, animated skits in between. None of the videos are there. It's just all the regular. I'm like, really? That was, that was like my favorite part. But I don't know. I guess I don't want to pay all the people that are their videos that they're talking about. If you want to watch all that, you can go on YouTube, all of it's there, but uh, the movie, it is what it is. It was funny. Well, make my list. Probably not, but um, it it was, it was what it was. Will I watch it again. Nah, uh, I don't even own the first movie, so probably not, but you can watch both of those movies on Paramount plus, but uh, yeah, if you, again, if you're a fan of it and you just like them, uh, it, it was just funny to see them after so long and uh, see that they're still the same. Beavis and butthead, so, yeah, and all the other characters that 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 were on, on the shows, all they make the little cameos and everything. But uh, I did have a uh, Metallica shirt, like Beavis, the blue one. and it just <laughs> <laughs> I did have one of those. <laughs> um, but, yeah, check it out. You guys got Paramount Plus and you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, check out Beavis and Butthead do the universe. All right, what do you got?
1: Uh Perfect segue for me because I also got a Paramount Plus movie. And this is uh, Jerry and Marge Go Large with uh, Brian Cranston, uh, your favorite Annette Benning, uh, Rain <laughs> Wilson, Larry Wilmore, Michael McKean, Anna Camp. Uh, when I first texted you about this, you were like, ah. Oh. I hate her. And I was like, what? Annette Benning? What's your vendetta against Annette Benning? <laughs>
2: I just don't like her. Well, she did. What's the name, Dirty? And what was that movie? American Beauty. But that's Kevin Spacey, and everybody hates him now. So, But uh, I didn't like her in. What was it? was it the grifters
0: grifters
2: I, I think i think that's what what she was in I, yeah. I can't remember um oh and i didn't like her in uh the great outdoors the one with uh, john candy and um she was uh, uh dan Aykroyd's wife <laughs> i didn't like her in that either but uh that's just me everybody but um was this any good
1: yes uh you might like her here because this is based on the true story of about a couple jerry and marge who win the lottery and use the money to revive their small town um i didn't know what to expect when watching this and i was actually pleasantly surprised it felt like man they just don't make movies like this it was like feel good like all the way around like shockingly feel good i think like in a weird way like we may have got away from that and i do love like the anti-hero this stuff and like you know you know breaking bad which is funny because we got brian Cranston here but this is like the anti-breaking bad this is like uh feel good (laughs) you know um and yeah i was just really impressed i thought it was really well done and it just feels like you don't get a lot of movies like this anymore. And, uh, I was really impressed with it to the point where it probably won't, but I, it would definitely gladly it, the, you know, it's probably going to get a honorable mention on my list. It has an outside chance to make it. I, I was really impressed with this one just cause it was like such a feel good movie. I, I can't really think of what I would compare it to.
2: <laughs> oh, I also hated her in um, uh, The Kids Are All Right. Uh, she got on my nerves in that movie. Uh, I love Jul- uh, Julianne Moore, so I, that was the only reason I watched it. But Ned Benning was in it. I was uh, Julianne Moore's partner. Ugh, hated her. I don't know. I just well, don't like Ned Benning.
1: Maybe it'll be the most your favorite thing you've ever seen her in. <laughs>
2: Uh, I didn't even like her in Mars Attacks. <laughs> so, uh, what was this called yeah. again? Jer- Jerry and who? Jerry and Marge go large. And what is this on?
1: It's on Paramount Plus. It's a Paramount right. Plus movie. Um, I was almost going to say, uh, I forgot to do a twist on it. I was going to say, uh, like uh large Marge and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know. If there's nothing else to watch, maybe I'll I'll check it out.
1: It's shockingly good. It's so feel good.
2: (laughs) Eh, All right, we'll see. If I I do watch it, I'll let you guys know.
1: Yeah, let me know. I'm curious to see if you think you feel the same way or if you're like, nope. I don't know. It's not that long, too. It's an hour 36, so.
2: We'll see. Uh, what other ones do you have?
1: Uh, I got Rise. The story uh-huh. of uh, Giannis and his brothers uh, Kostas. And uh, uh name is on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, the Antetokounmpo brothers. The real life story. Uh, on how uh, they became uh, they made history Uh, the first uh, three brothers ever to win a championship uh, 1-1-1 with the bubble Lakers uh, in 2020 and then a year later the other two uh, won on the Bucks Um, one of them is going to go down as one of the best players in NBA of all time, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's a two-time MVP, uh, one-time Finals MVP, uh, NBA champion. In the closeout game of the NBA Finals, the biggest stage, he had 50 points. That just does not happen. It's highly abnormal. So um, it's definitely uh, a story that was worth being told. The other interesting parts of this is – I know this was a story that was told in a novel. Uh, Giannis, I actually bought it for Jade as a Christmas gift this last Christmas. Not just because it was a basketball story, but because um, it was an immigrant immigrant story. I heard an interview with the author of the book on one of my uh, basketball podcasts, my go-to podcast, the Mismatch, and uh, the way she was talking about it, and how it was. You know, it was a basketball story, but it was so much about an immigrant story. That's obviously what this is here. This is a story of a family. They started out in Nigeria and they went to uh, Greece and they were just trying to make their way and get citizenship. But, you know, even that they were kind of always dodging immigration and whatnot uh, with their struggles with that. And then, you know just the improbableness of that um Giannis and his brothers got seen by NBA scouts and it's it really is kind of crazy that uh the Bucks did take a chance and and, and drafted him 15th overall in the uh, 2013 draft but uh I mean he really didn't have that much background in basketball it was kind of one of those things like it's crazy a lot of these kids these days, you know, they're on the scene, they're known in high school, then either college or the G League before they make the pros. So um, it was kind of crazy that um, he just played in this one, uh, you know, Greek League and still was able to be noticed. And then, yeah, uh, unbelievably, the Bucks did take uh, a chance on him. And, yeah, now he's uh, he's gone down. He's going to be uh, – you know, known as probably one of the best 30 players of all time, maybe even higher. So what's this on Disney plus? And this is rise. A King will come from across the sea. Um, The one thing I will say though, is um, it is, uh, it's a little slow. It's a little slow and it's not, Like I said, it's it's actually more of an immigrant story than it is the basketball story. The basketball is in there. But if you're watching it just for that, like you're not getting just that. Like it is the story of the family and how what they went through, how tough it was for them and, you know, the struggle it was. So but yeah, as an NBA fan, of course, I had to check this out. And it was it was cool. It was good to see. Yeah, I
2: remember seeing something about it uh, on one of these things I was watching, but I didn't know what it was on. I'll just check
1: it out. So, yes, Costas won in the, uh, which is funny because he was the, the youngest of the three brothers. Costas won a, a championship with the 2020 Bubble Lakers. And then, yeah, a year later, Thanassus and Jonas won with the Bucks. <laughs> All right.
2: That was just a documentary.
1: Was it a documentary?
2: Yeah. Or was it a movie? No,
1: movie. It was. It was actors playing. Okay. Uh, like the people.
2: All right. Uh, that was all you had. Yes. All right. Let me run through uh, these ones really quick. Uh, this is a uh, one came out in June. Um, this is a Netflix original, and this is. The Man from Toronto, directed by Patrick Hughes. The world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. This stars uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Woody Harrelson, Jasmine Matthews, Kelly Cuoco uh, as Penny from Big Bang Theory. She's only in there for like a second. Uh, Ellen Barkin, um, Pierre Pearson Bod or whatever, and a bunch of other people. Um, the, it, this one was funny. I, I don't know if it was in the theater or if it was just strictly, uh, Netflix, but it was funny. It was entertaining. It was only a hour and 50 minutes. Did it need to be that long? No. Uh, the CGI wasn't the greatest, but Kevin Hart is Kevin being Kevin Hart. And, uh, he was funny. Yeah. He was just some, uh, some entrepreneur trying to come up with the, the next biggest fad, um, and just make some money, uh, before he, uh, goes off onto this, um, vacation with his wife, his, his, in, well, it wasn't his invention, but his idea was like touchless boxing, basically just like a workout. And he was trying to get that all together and everything, but nobody was going for it. Um, he goes, uh, to an Airbnb and, uh, Woody Harrelson, Har- Harris, Woody Harrelson is an, uh, an assassin. He's the man from Toronto. Uh, Ellen Barkin is uh, the handler she go he goes to her gets all his missions and everything uh, they're supposed to go to this uh, cabin uh, Kevin Hart he's Teddy he ends up going to the wrong one and uh, when he gets there there's all these other bad guys and he they assume that he's the man from Toronto so they kind of get mistaken identity and and then all hell gets broke all hell breaks loose and Teddy Gets uh, falls into the adventures of the man uh, from Toronto, and they're just trying to save save the world. <laughs> so, but it, it is what it is. It was pretty funny. It made me laugh. Kevin Hart is awesome. I love him. Uh, hopefully, I get to go see a stand up next month in uh, in Dallas. Um, but yeah, this movie is cool. If you just want something to throw on in the background. Or if you just love Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson, this is definitely one to check out. And uh, it's funny. I-, I liked what it was. Uh, yeah, the CGI and everything wasn't the greatest, but you're not watching that for the CGI and effects. You're just watching it for the comedy. Uh, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. And that was The Man from Toronto streaming on Netflix. All right. This next one was uh, a friend of mine's recommendation. This is a Shutter exclusive. It came out... Um. It says 2021, but I think it just came out uh, this year. Uh, yeah, it came out um, last month, June, June 16th uh, of this year, and that is this is Mad God, uh, a crooked Davin Bell. According to David Bell, descends amidst a ruined city, and the assassins emerge from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish Denzians. Uh, Philip Tippett, writer and director. Um, this movie was awesome. Uh, I th- when I first heard about it, I thought it was going to be um like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max type of Crazy adventure, but once it started going, it stopped animo- a- an animation. So it's the the little puppets that they're moving through it, kind of like um, the Frankenweenie and, and stuff like that. If you guys if you guys have seen, it reminded me of uh, uh, Tools uh, videos like Sober and Prison Sex and all that. How how that was with the stop animation. It reminds me of that. Um this one was it, was it was weird and pretty gruesome. Um I liked what was going on, but I think the mainly the reason I, I watched it was because of the staff, stop animation. It was it was done re- amazingly and I'm sure this took years and years to make. Um I think one of these guys helped with uh, Star Wars and some other uh, sci-fi adventure thing, but I mean, this movie it was it was weird and crazy. It, it was like a bad dream, <laughs> uh, but I loved what was going on. Um, if you have Shudder or uh, AMC Plus, because Shutter is kind of shoehorned into that, uh, definitely give this a shot. Uh, watch the trailer and see if it's uh, uh, if it's your bag, but. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I really loved uh, all the little characters. I loved uh, the the score and everything in the background. Uh, The cinematography was amazing. I mean, the whole movie is amazing. Um, And once you see it, you'll realize that, wow, they put a lot of work into it. Sorry, I'm watching the trailer. It says from somebody, the Academy Award person that uh, helped with Star Wars. And, um, Jesus! It took thirty years to make this? Nah. Well, maybe they're exaggerating, but I, I don't know, man. But I'm sure it took a, a lot to make uh, this 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 film. But uh, yeah, if, again, if you have Shutter, definitely uh, check it out. And this is uh, Mad God. It's definitely worth uh, your time to sit there and watch uh, the amazingness uh, of this film. Uh, the next one. This one came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um. Uh, If you want a full, full review, spoilers and all, go over to The Horror Returns a couple episodes back. Uh, We covered this film. And uh, this is The Black Phone. After being abducted by a child killer and locked in a uh, soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. This is directed by Scott Dickerson. And this stars Mason Thames. I think that's his name. And Madeline McGraw. Jeremy Davies. Um... Ethan Hawke, uh, James uh, Ranzone, and a bunch of other people. Although the kid that was awesome in this film was Miguel Caz- Cazares Mora, he played Robin. Uh, he was one of the kids that got kidnapped and killed and everything. Spoiler alert! Um, but this movie was awesome. It was hella good. Uh, I loved it. I saw the the trailer for it and I'm like, okay. And they're they're saying it's quote unquote horror. There's horrific things that go on in this minute. It was it was more of a suspense thriller. Uh, if I had if they asked me what it was, so um, I thought Ethan Hawke did an amazing job as the grabber. Uh, he was uh, the the bad guy in this. You clearly see uh, him in, in this uh, in the trailers and everything. The mask that he had uh, was amazing uh mask makers are already on it and they're, they're making these and selling these online uh i want to get one because uh, it was a mask that can i think it was like in three pieces uh i thought it looked amazing i uh, just look at the uh, at the poster uh and see what it is but uh, yeah this kid gets kidnapped where well, there's a string of uh of kids uh disappearing and um they just never find them uh, they just assume they're uh, murdered i think this is the guy that uh directed that movie um Sinister, also with uh, Ethan Hawke, and I believe he did The uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Ooh, that movie's hella scary. Anyway, um, but anyway, so this boy gets... This is all in the trailer. This boy gets kidnapped by the grabber, and he gets put in the in this basement. And um, all of a sudden, he's starting to get phone calls on this phone. There's a, a disconnected phone on the wall, uh, the, the black phone. And he starts getting calls, and it's... Uh, the voices of the previous kids that were killed and or kidnapped and killed and they're trying to help him uh, get out of there by telling them things and everything so that's pretty much where the story goes this movie this movie's still in the theater and uh, I thought it was awesome uh, I loved what was going on in this uh, brother Lance I don't know what you were watching he didn't care for it but the rest of us on the horror turns we all loved it uh, not as much as me I gave this movie a 10 because I, I, I was all in on what was going on, I did jump at one part because there was there was a couple jump scares in it, uh, but one part just I like really jumped when I was sitting there in the theater. When I saw this in the theater, it was packed. Uh, it was like not every seat was taken, but it was it was pretty crowded in there. So uh, it was good because and in, and in, in the jumps in the during the jump scares, uh, everybody was ah! screaming. I think I jumped more because people screamed, but I. <laughs> I <laughs> I still jumped, though, but uh, I thought it was a good movie. I'm definitely going to pick this up when it comes out, and I think it's still in the theaters. I'm not really sure, but um, if you guys have not seen it and it is still playing in your area, definitely go check this out. Uh, I thought it was an amazing film, and, uh, of course, bumped something out of of my list uh, for top ten because this movie was badass, and this is The Black Phone.
1: Do you put it in that... uh like us category does it fit with like us
2: mm, not really well it's kind of a supernatural type of thing us okay. wasn't supernatural so uh, all right um, this next one uh, shout out to Devery Jacobs um, Laura Dannon from uh, Res Dogs this is the only reason I knew about this film and I checked it out uh, I found it by other means, but um, last time I looked, it was on um, YouTube. Let me see if it's still there. Uh, Because after I watched it, I went on YouTube to look up a review, and the whole movie was on there. I was like, weak. Let me see if it's still there. Um, You can rent it on there. It looks like they took it down. Yeah, it was on here. Uh, It's gone now. Um, but uh, We Burn Like This. This is a film. It came out uh, last year, but um, it was released in America this year. So uh, I'm going to count it uh, as that. Let me see exactly when did they release it. Uh, yeah. J- June 28th of um, uh, this month. So, but it says 2021. So I assume they made it back then and then they just uh, put it out. But When, damn it, let me see. When 22 year old Ray, a descendant of Holocaust survivors, is targeted by neo Nazis in Billings, Montana, her ancestors' trauma becomes real as as an enthusiasm, as anti Semitism rises in in her community. Ray journeys to forgive herself, her mother, uh, and the broken world. Yeah, this movie was mainly about um, this this uh, gal named Ray. Um, Devery Jacobs was uh, was one of her friends. She played a character named Chrissy. Um, because in the trailer, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be about uh, Devery Jacobs, uh, about her story. But it, but it was about her her friend Ray. Yeah, her friend Ray. She's just growing up and uh, she's Jewish, but she kind of keeps it under wraps because I guess in in that area the neo Nazis are just against all the jewish people so um because there's a scene where she goes to a bar and she's kind of making out with this one guy and then she like takes his shirt off and sees that he's got like swastikas and all that and then she kind of backs away and he looks at her and she goes you know i'm jewish right and then he just stops and just you better not tell anybody about this you say anything you're dead and, and stuff like that because for some reason these guys hate Jewish people and uh, so she was kind of dealing with that that racism of going on in, in her town as well as uh, Chrissy Devery Jacobs of her being Native American and people the just as bad hating all the natives uh, in, in her area because there's one scene right geez, right in the beginning it kicked you in the gut uh, Chrissy and Ray are just kind of uh, they, they just finished partying and they're walking through this parking lot and these uh, yahoos in a big old truck with an American flag hanging out of the back come by and they throw a bottle, this is in the trailer, they, they throw a bottle at her go back, to your, go back to your country and then they just they drive off and then uh, Chrissy, uh, Devery Jacobs she goes running after him like hey hey and then she just yells at him and he goes this is my country go back to your country you fuckers and, and I was like fuck yeah and, and that's when I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be this type of movie." <laughs> so, but it, it 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 went. It was more the story of Ray, and and what she was dealing with, and then she was dealing with. See, she kept having these flashbacks of of, of her child life, and uh, something happened to her, and 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 she was also there was some uh, some issues dealing with her mother that she was trying to work out. So the story kind of kind of goes into that, and she's just. She's just trying to figure out all this stuff because she has all this just just, just family uh, drama built up in her head that she's trying to deal with and everything. So, uh, As well as just being Jewish in, in, in this little town and dealing with all the, the racism and everything that's going on in it. Um, it was a really good movie. I liked what was going on. It, it was it was sad in, in some parts because I was uh, wiping the tears away. This is directed by Alana uh, Wakeson also. Um, written by her. And I thought this was a really good film. I, I enjoyed it. It, it. it did do all its um, its festival runs. So um, you can rent it on Prime or wherever you rent movies. Uh, if you rent it on Prime, it's only three ninety nine. dollars um, But I think this is one that's definitely worth uh, a watch if you like these type of uh, dramatic stories. Um, again, I only watched this because Devery Jacobs was in it and because she was uh, promoting it on her Instagram. So uh, I checked it out. And I thought it was a really, really good movie. It's really slow. It's only an hour and 21 minutes, so it flew by kind of fast, but it was like a slow burn. But uh, yeah, some of the stuff that was going on and I was really sad and some of it just made me mad on what was going on and how uh, these yahoos were treating uh, this young native sister as well as this Jewish uh, woman trying to get through uh, just live her life and everything. But yeah, if you guys want to check this out, this is We Burn Like This. And as far as movies, other than Thor, let me look at my list again. Yep, that is all uh, that I had. Black Phone, Mad God, We Burn Like This, Beavers and Butthead, and The Man from Toronto. That is it. So on to the big Well, I
1: remembered one. uh, Oh, go for it. I haven't finished it, though. But I guess I've seen enough to where I can talk about it. I don't know if you heard about this. It's on Hulu. It's called Gold with Zac Efron. In the not-too-distant future, a drifter, Zac Efron, is traveling through the desert, discovers a large gold nugget, the largest gold nugget ever found. He must guard it from thieves amid harsh conditions and wild dogs while waiting for his partner to return. Um, Yeah. I still have, I guess the final 37 minutes to go and that's probably where it picks up. But the first hour of this was, uh, very slow and nothing was going on, but him sitting around guarding this cold nugget for like an hour. So I'm sure the final, I will finish it, but, uh, that's why I didn't put it in the thing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't too excited after an hour, and it's only hour thirty-seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. Uh, but yeah. That, yeah, I just speaking of that film, I just saw the little thumbnail uh, today, so I, I wanted to check it out. So, but now you're just not so selling, you know. you're not selling it good. <laughs> so.
1: If you can uh, wait, because otherwise, yeah, I can tell you at least the first hour is just. Uh, I'm pretty much sitting around with this uh, gold nugget.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how. I am serious. I was kind of excited. I like Jazak Efron, so I was kind of like, "Oh man!" But now you're uh, uh, you're killing it, killing it. Um, uh, hold on, everyone. My wife is texting me. Wants to know what I want for dinner. Um,
1: I do want to say real quick while I have a second that uh, as we record. Uh, NBA Summer League is going on in Vegas, and uh, my beloved Warriors are playing. And uh, James Wiseman, he missed all of last season. He last played in uh, April of 2021. So it's been a while. Uh, he's finally back, and he made a, a big impression to start this game, first play of the game. Kaminga uh, coming into his second year with an alley to Wiseman. He already has two blocks and a three. So... Very exciting. It would be a fun one to be in the building for. <laughs> oh, which speaking of, we might just be next year. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll definitely do. Well, summer League, we're going to go do some, uh, we got to do something in there. Well, videos and pod or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so we'll, with the, the,
1: the hoop-head sickos. You're watching... Uh, uh, undrafted rookies, second year players. Um, and you know, it's, <laughs> it's always really, in Vegas. Yeah. It's always in Vegas. Uh, right. they have other ones, but Vegas is the main one. Cause they, they start before, like they had a California classic in the Bay area last week with, uh, the Lakers, Kings, Warriors, and heat, um, And then, yeah, they did, like, a Utah one. They've done Orlando. But, yeah, Vegas is where um, all the teams go uh, where they're at right now. And it's basically, like, a little tournament of which there will be a summer league champion. But it's just a fun little thing where it's, like, uh, if you're really diehard about basketball, uh, you're going to be here. My, My two main basketball pods, both of them are there, the mismatch and no dunks. The guys are in town recording. So... What was actually kind of cool is the no dunks. They started to record uh, while um, one of the games was going on uh, yesterday, and it ended up being, I, I don't know if it was the first ever, but it was a double overtime in which, this is just summer league, so they did a thing where when it got to the second overtime, they were like uh, sudden death, the first basket wins. But you could like hear it going on in the background of uh, wherever they were set up recording. <laughs>
2: Is that your sports, or do you have more? <laughs>
1: That's basically
2: it. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, oh, well, wrestling really quick. If you, if you want to go listen, go listen to uh, The Wrestling Returns. Uh, Brian and I covered um, uh, WWE's Money in the Bank. Uh, I, I wasn't happy at both of the ones that won uh, the, oh. the Money in the Bank cases. Uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Dumbass. Uh, Theory, A.K. Austin Theory, I hate that guy. Ugh. But other than that, I mean, the the best match was the Usos taking on the Street Profits. That that uh, match was awesome. It was hella good. Other than that, it was a good pay per view. Other than the outcomes of the Money in the Bank ones. But oh, uh, Liv Morgan, she uh, as she won, it was that was the first match of the night. Uh, she won. An hour or so later, she cashed it in on Ronda Rousey. Now, Liv Morgan is the uh, <laughs> WWE SmackDown Ladies Champion, and I was like, oh. speaking of wrestling, I was going to go today in Reno, but um, getting lazy, so probably not. But anyway, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, Marvel Studios, MCU is back for us. Other than Miss Marvel, and um, what's the other one? Moon Knight. Um, we're both looking forward to this. And Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced. A quest uh, for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore, the God Butcher. I don't like that name. But anyway, a a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of gods. uh, Written, uh, I guess he wrote this as well. uh, Directed by uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, He also plays um, Korg. Uh, in the film. Uh, He did direct uh, the last one, uh, Ragnarok, uh, which is my second favorite after the first Thor film. Um, But everyone's back. Uh, Let me see. Where was all this? Uh, Chris Hemsworth, of course. uh, Thor himself. uh, Natalie Portman uh, comes back as uh, Jane Fonda, Jane Foster, and Jodie Foster. Uh, All the names that uh, Corey kept saying. (laughs) So, i thought that was awesome uh one of the Batman, uh, christian bale he's uh gore the god the god butcher dude that stuff was sad beginning and end uh no spoilers yeah. everyone
0: but
1: that, that part was, uh, those were hella sad um uh, yeah Tyka, i saw a thing where uh, somebody asked him a question very appropriate they're like now that you've lived long enough to uh, see yourself become the villain Uh, How did you like it? And he said, uh, he said, it's a lot more freeing. He said, you can just be yourself and let loose as the villain. He says, when you're the hero, you have so much responsibility and uh, you feel so like you have to be a certain way. So he's like, to me, he said that uh, Chris Hemsworth had the harder job in this one. He was just uh, letting loose as Gore. (laughs)
2: Uh, he was good. I liked him. His character and the, the makeup uh, that he was in—how uh, they'd done him all up—and he was bald and everything, and just basically painted all white. Uh, I thought uh, he looked cool. I mean, Thor, Chris Hemsworth—he's Chris Hemsworth, and uh, they really, really went for with the comedy again. And I think at this point, that's all you can do with the uh, with the Thor films uh, if they continue on. Uh, Christian Bale was good. Tessa Thompson. Oh, I love her. Uh, King Valkyrie, she's just amazing. Period. Uh, Natalie Portman, yeah, of course. Big fan. I love her. Uh, Tyka as Korg. Uh, Russell Crowe as Zeus. Um, <laughs> I think he stole the movie. He was only in it for a few minutes, but he was awesome <laughs> uh, in this film. Uh, it was awesome to see uh, all the Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt, uh, Nebula, and Drax, and uh, what's his name? Um, Mantis, uh, Sean Gunn. Uh, or, you know, for craglin uh, or whatever and rocket of course yep. uh,
1: bradley cooper and uh, groot, groot. <laughs> it was good to see all know, them did you know that both vin diesel Groot, and bradley cooper rocket have never not once been on a marvel set they've only been <laughs> to the uh recording booth and or like premieres but they've yeah. never actually been on a set
2: I would have. I mean, I know even if I was, hey, we need you to do a voice of this one thing. Cool. All right. Yeah. You go into the Marvel Studios and and do what you got to do. But I would want to go to one of the sets. (laughs) Maybe if not, if it's not on the other side of the world, if they're filming whatever somewhere in Hollywood, hey, we're filming this. I would want to go see it. Uh, but um, they don't need to I mean, All I gotta do is and just say their lines And I am, I am group fruit. Over a billion <laughs> times for who knows how long and Give me that check I'm sure it's just hundreds and thousands of dollars As well as Rocket uh, Rocket probably has a little more uh, to do Because he's actually got lines uh, yeah. In it but, uh, And
1: he puts on obviously a little bit of a voice That's not exactly Bradley Cooper's voice He puts on The, the, yeah. the sound So <laughs>
2: I I want I I want if you're not gonna give me a TV show, give me a rocket movie. Yeah, uh, I would love that. that anyway, TV i would for he,
1: Bradley Cooper too.
2: <laughs> I know I, I would want that, but uh, we'll see. But we get Guardians uh, three when, um next year. 20? Yeah, tw- next year. Yeah. So we got all that, but it was good to see them all, all pop up in it. And what's your name, um, Jamie Alexander? Um, yeah, I don't say your name. Yeah, it was good to see her popping. I love her uh, when she popped up in this. But um, uh, other than that, uh, Natalie Portman, man, looks like she uh, hit the gym because uh, she had some little definition in them guns. Uh, so that, that was really cool. I didn't really know what story they were going with her. I, I, won't, I won't spoil it or anything. But
1: Yeah, uh, that's straight out of the comics. That's, yeah. that's, that's how it goes in the comics.
2: So I was kind of like, ah, oh. but uh, that was cool. Tessa Thompson, just awesome to see her anytime I she pops Tessa up and pops up in anything. But uh, as King Valkyrie, she's awesome. I love her. I love New Asgard, <laughs> all that, and uh, yeah. Matt Damon reprised his role as yeah. uh, as Loki, and uh, what's his nuts as Thor. I thought that was cool, and even um, Damian, uh, from Jurassic Park, Sam Neill, he came back uh, as um. Hannibal's character, Anthony Hopkins. Um,
0: yeah,
2: Odin. Odin, yeah. It was good to see them the in it. Uh, even, uh, what's Hello. her name? Hello. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was her name? Um, what's name? Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa.
0: It was good
2: to see her. <laughs> to see her in this. That was hella funny. That was awesome uh, for their cameos and everything. But <laughs> So good. <laughs> uh, and, but as far as the whole film I like Ragnarok better yeah it's good it it drug in parts Um, but of course man I mean it it was awesome film. I love Thor since the first film I know a lot of people didn't really care for the first or the second one Dark World I liked both of those I actually loved all of them but the first one being my favorite one out of all the Thor Thor films we got four uh, so far um, this one was really good. Of course, Marvel Studios—they go for it with the special effects and everything. Uh, Natalie Apartment, when when she gets into her Thor mode w- with her costume and everything, this is all in the trailer. Uh, she looks awesome. Uh, I love when they start off with the helmets and then they just get rid of them completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was that was my issue with the very first film. Uh, we see Thor in his helmet and then he just gets rid of it and then. Yeah. We don't see it until the end,
1: but uh, that, that's like that's, dread. That's like Stallone dread stuff. <laughs> uh,
2: I love that movie still, but uh, nah, give me a collarbone uh, with another one. But uh, overall, uh, I thought the film was awesome. Again, for me, Russell Crowe stole uh, his performance, and um, there is two scenes uh, during the credits and one at the very end. So the, don't want to dive into that. We'll dive into that later on after everyone sees it, but um, I definitely uh, go see this on the big screen, IMAX if you can. Uh, we just went and saw it here uh, locally at our theater, but um, they must have upgraded the screen because it, it looked better and it was hell loud, uh, especially during all the the action scenes with the, the rumbling and, and all that, but, oh, the other two things that, that uh, stole this were the two goats. <laughs>
1: <they> yeah! <laughs> uh, did he have yeah. names for them? yeah one of them's Toothnasher. I can't remember the name of the other one, but one of them's yeah Toothnasher.
2: they're <laughs> they're annoying screams. I was like, what what the hell is this so? But I thought that was awesome. It, it was hella funny.
1: So uh, you know, in the very beginning, you know, uh, Gore's daughter, you know who that was, really? Wasn't that his dumb
0: just reading about it.
1: Uh, it was actually Chris Hemsworth's yeah.
0: daughter.
2: Yeah, I said it was. It was. Uh, yeah, I was one of those guys' daughter. I almost said Christian Bale's. Yeah, it was uh, his daughter. Uh, yeah, uh, that that stuff was sad, <laughs> beginning and the end. Um, but um, it was cool. Who was uh, uh, the uh, the 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 god that? Uh, in the very In that beginning,
1: opening one, yeah. I don't. I. I'm sure it was somebody, but yeah, it didn't come to.
0: Yeah, I it didn't just, come
1: to me like who it was. I don't know.
0: Let's see if it's, uh
1: I don't know. It w- oh no, because I was like, because uh, I'm looking at the IMDb right now to see if anything pops out. Kenya Khan, Azabu the Horrible, Daryl, the tour guide. See, he was in it? The the guy from the Thor shorts? Remember? Think, Team I Thor? Think, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't see him, but it, he's in the IMDb. Daryl, the tour guide.
0: If he was, he must have just been in the background.
1: Simon Russell Beale was Dionysus. Was that who that Uh, was? I think that might have been the opening god. Or I don't know, because right here, yeah, Andrew Crawford was the flower god.
2: Elsa Paddock, she was oh, she was Wolf Woman. The one that uh, Thor was making out with. Oh, <laughs> on the wolf. <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with the story, but damn, she was in this. I, I, they just show her like hella fast. She yeah. got someone, they actually got someone to be. It's just really cool. Why shit? If anyone, hey man, you want to be in this movie? Hell yeah! Even if you're in it for a second.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) One part that wasn't very spoilery that I do want to mention. uh, Very funny when Korg is uh, at one part telling the story of Thor and his losses. He's like, and then he lost his brother, and it shows uh, Loki falling off the rainbow bridge at the end of uh, Thor, and then he's like, and then he lost his brother again, and it shows the end of Dark World (laughs) with Loki's pretend dying there and then he's like and then he lost him again and then shows Thanos snapping his neck
2: (laughs) I wonder if Thor is going to pop in to the Loki series at some point
1: Right. I was wondering if we were going to get that Loki in this one
2: I was (laughs) hoping and fingers crossed that he would just pop in at the end or or something TVA jacket
1: version (laughs) <laughs> Loki.
2: Yeah, but but the whole film was good. I mean, it, like like I said, it did drag in parts. Um, there is bad reviews out there. People that didn't really care what for do you it.
1: Like but, what do you like better, uh, multiverse or Thor? Uh, Ranger
0: Thor. I, I like this. I mean.
1: Yeah, probably me too. And I liked Multiverse of Madness, but I I, I put Love and Thunder above uh, Multiverse. Yeah, <sighs> this is, it's weird that Multiverse of Madness isn't out on Blu-ray yet. Yet it's been on uh, Disney Plus here for like two, three weeks now. Which one? I I need to watch
2: that again. I mean, I I was hyped for it, but it. It was good. It's making our it's comic book lists, but yeah. it, it just – It's good. It, it didn't blow me away like the first Doctor Strange did. Yeah. I left the theater like, oh, my God, that was amazing.
1: And I so, wanted more multiversal stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked him more in Spider-Man, but
1: – Yeah, which uh, I don't know if you saw. They, uh, they have a making of now for Multiverse of Madness. And they actually did do a slowdown, you know. When they're like flinging through the multiverse, they actually do a feature on um, what some of the worlds were, and one of them was like uh, uh, the Savage Land of like uh, Devil Dinosaur and Kazar and all those characters. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know if you saw that. <laughs> when I didn't see it when I first saw it in the theater. Oh, uh But yeah, there's but like dinosaurs and stuff running around as they pass over the top. It was when his like face turned all cuby.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Like during that, yeah, the Savage Land
0: was seen.
2: Yeah. Renee's texting me. Oh, but um anyway,
0: the uh, Love and Thunder.
2: Well, the other thing that I love about this, we don't really get a title until the movies are over. Uh, over. I mean that's pretty much all of uh, what's going on with these films. They usually show the the title cards at the end end of these films. Well we already know what it is, but you just yeah. want to see it. Um they really went for it with the guns and roses. Uh, in this, uh, the three of the hits from uh, Appetite for Destruction, as well as uh, um, November Rain from uh, Use Your Illusion 1, I believe. And uh, some of the other uh, little rock songs. And then they they show love for uh, for Ronnie James Dio uh, at the end uh, when the credits are rolling. I was like, hell yeah, they play, played a good song for that. So, but uh, yeah, go see it. Uh, it's definitely worth uh, seeing on the big screen. Again, IMAX, if you can. And um, obviously, if you love all these Marvel movies, of course you're going to see this. So definitely check it out. And again, there is two uh, end credit scenes. One kind of in the middle and then one at the very, very end. So, because after that first one, people started to get up and I said, there's one more scene. And they went really? And everyone sat down. Uh, There (laughs) you go. Those guys are lucky (laughs) I was there. (laughs) There there was one guy that, that was in a wheelchair. He A minute to get in his wheelchair after that scene, and he was starting to go. I said, Dude, there's another scene. Oh, really? And he just kind of turned around. (laughs) So, but (laughs) yeah, Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh, in the theaters right now. Definitely, uh, check it out. But
0: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, we're in through sports, Star Wars, Obi Wan's over with, and um, if you got
1: anything, end of August, um. We do have a little bit of a dry spell between Miss um, Marvel ends this week and She-Hulk doesn't start till mid-August. So we got a little bit of a dry spell as far as new Disney Plus uh, shows. I'm sure they'll have something, but as far as like the Marvel Star Wars stuff, uh, yeah, we got She-Hulk mid-August, and then I think by the time the third episode comes out, that's when Andor starts, so... Uh, the, during the last uh, episode, three, four, five, six. So we got four weeks where we get uh, both Andor and She Hulk. That's cool. I like that.
2: <laughs> Ooh, yep, we got all that coming. So uh, collecting, I guess. Yeah, uh, I got one thing. Well, two. I got one something for you. Uh, well, I, was, I was. Oh, I went up to uh, Everett uh, to Funko HQ. Uh, I guess during the middle of the day, uh, right before they closed, nobody was in there. So uh, <laughs> there was people in there, but I, I went in. Uh, shout out to my easy. girl Michelle. Uh, no line. We just went right in. Um, nice. Optional masks if you want. I wore mine. Um, I went in there, went straight to the horror stuff, and there was nothing new or anything that I just had to have. I mean, a lot of stuff I saw else places, but then I went over to the um, area where it's all the exclusive stuff. I didn't get anything in there. I'm kind of kicking myself. Uh, I didn't grab that Rocky one, but I'm going back up there uh, in September. So I'm uh, probably uh, load up then. Um, but uh, I did pick up uh, the the Funko soda. I grabbed uh, the RoboCop. Uh, I didn't get uh, the chase uh, because there was a guy standing there and he was digging or he was kind of looking at, um, uh, uh, the um, looking at the sodas, and uh, he was like, he goes, he goes, so he was telling me, he was like, so they you don't know what the chases are? I said, nah, you just, it's just, uh, just
1: random. Yeah, nope. luck of the draw
2: or whatever. You, you're not gonna know until you open it. So, um, He was like, ah, and he was, he was, he was him and his son or his daughter. And he goes, uh, I can't remember which one he was holding. He was like, well, which one though? He was like, they're all pretty much in their own little groups of, uh, Luke, Robocop or whatever. I I knew I should have grabbed Silent Bob. I wasn't thinking. Um, so he was like, I can't remember which one he was getting. He goes, which one she was like, uh, this one. And I don't know if he got it, but. Uh, So, yeah, I grabbed two of those. I grabbed uh, the z I grabbed him, the the Luke Skywalker in his uh, Bespin outfit from uh, Empire and uh, Robocop. And that was all that I grabbed uh, when I was in there. There was other things uh, in there, but I flew up and I didn't want to have to.
1: Yeah, no, I make that makes sense. I
2: carry everything on the plane. Yeah, it it was different when we drove, man. We went crazy. We could just throw it on the truck. (laughs) Right. Um. Yeah. Next time I'm driving up, so I'm gonna, I'll be able to just grab what I need and throw it on the truck. But uh, it was still cool to go in there. They were saying because I was hearing that they were gonna move. Um, and then my my friend Michelle asked, um. Are you guys moving this? They said no. We're they're just moving, I guess, where they make them, or the warehouses or whatever. That HQ is still staying there, and the store is going to remain there. It was just, I guess, the 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 production, whatever they're doing, is moving somewhere else. So, oh, okay, cool. Because I was like, man, they're moving uh, this. They said, no, this this is staying here. So I guess, so that one in Everett's going to be there, and the one in Hollywood, which I haven't uh, made it to yet. Uh, hopefully in uh, October when I go down there. Uh, me and Mike will uh, venture over there and get some stuff. He's starting to grab uh, Funko things. He's not; it's, he doesn't go crazy like we do. It's yes. just, he just <laughs> he'll pick random things uh, and, and grab. But
1: yeah, that's the way. That's the way.
2: <laughs> yeah. As far as collecting, that is it. Um, looking around, and I didn't really grab anything else. Oh, I got Licorice Pizza on Blu-ray. Nah, that's about it. <laughs> so, did you get that yet? Nope, still need it. Ah, man. <laughs> All right, man, what do you got?
1: All right. Uh, for me, on the Marvel side, uh, one of my pre-orders, the Moon Knight, came in the Hot Topic exclusive where he glows in the dark. Pretty cool because he's in like a kind of a jump kick uh, in-flight pose. So that's pretty cool, and it's a really good glow too. Looking forward to photographing that. Another pre-order from the Mech Strike Monster Hunters, the uh, Green Goblin, the Walmart exclusive. This one glows in the dark too, so looking forward to checking out that glow as far as it goes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these like comic covers series. Uh, I've been keeping up with them so far. The first. Uh, five right here, Vision, Scarlet Witch, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambeau, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. The only thing is, though, they come plastic wrapped, so I haven't undone them yet. Uh, I don't know if I will, but I only will if you can't actually remove the the pop. I don't know if you really even can, so... I don't know. I'm a little torn on if I want to keep up with that series, but I got the first five. Um, Also from the Mech Strike uh, Monster Hunter series, Black Panther, who was a Target exclusive. That pre-order came in. And then um, I got four of the six Love and Thunder Pops, Thor, Mighty Thor, Kord, and Meek, who I was hoping to see more of Meek in uh, the... uh, Film uh, didn't really get much, which is interesting. They made the pop, but I think that's the kind of thing where they send them uh, like pictures beforehand, and then you know Funko has a hand in what they're gonna do. But I still need uh, Valkyrie and Gore from the Love and Thunder line to complete it. But uh, now that they have the meek. The head part, I'm hoping they make the little mech suit version that you see in in-game uh, during the Avengers Assemble scene. So I'm hoping that happens. But, yeah, those are my uh, most recent uh, pickups, all Funko right now. Really
2: quick, Um, I only got two of the sodas. The the one you got me, Uh, uh Gene Simmons one. Oh, it glows, it glows in the dark. Oh, okay. I was like, what does the chase do? Because it looks like the exact same mold. It just glows in the dark. All right, never mind. All right, that's all.
1: Some of the chases are more plain than others. Some of them like, glow in the dark. Some of them are supposedly metallic. And those are the lamest chases because you can barely tell. They use a different paint on it, which supposedly is supposed to be metallic. But... Those are such weak chases.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm looking at the RoboCop. The the chases uh, without that's a good one
1: because it's different. He's unhelmeted. Yeah. So that one's cool. I like when they actually make it different. Like I have uh, from Samurai Jack right in front of me, Ashi, and I did actually get the chase on this, and the whole body is different. Like it, it's a whole her black suit assassin outfit. So that's cool. I like that uh, when it's a truly a difference, you know.
2: <laughs> uh silent bob one, he's just got a gas mask on.
0: Huh, that's something.
2: <laughs> mm, all right. Uh oh, and the J Luke one, one I glows think in his, the dark.
1: his uh his hand is cut off. Was <laughs> it? The the one you picked me up, if okay. we got the chase. Uh, the regular one, I think he has the lightsaber, right?
2: Yeah, the regular yeah. one. Yeah, the Shape, second one. Yeah,
1: his hand is cut off.
2: He's holding. He's holding his wrist, and this.
1: Yeah.
2: Just a black hole <laughs> right
1: there. Right. Uh,
2: all right. Do um, you got the first Luke, didn't you?
1: I got the one that was exclusive to the Star Wars Celebration. Of which I got the chase for that, which was just glow in the dark, so I didn't really need another version of that.
2: What are the ones when he's hooked got a red lightsaber?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the convention one, which okay. that's just um, like comic book style. They did that, I guess, in the the comics. Okay the old Marvel comics.
2: Do you get the Boba Fett ones?
1: I got the I don't have the regular one, but I have the this this uh convention one, which yeah, it looks more black lighty. The glow dark one?
2: Yeah. I didn't not even up to date on these things. Um
1: but yeah, I'm still missing the regular Fett. Like you just got me the regular Luke. I'm missing, there's a regular FET that I need. Uh, I end up just going to eBay once they're more in circulation hoping to get it for, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15. The all white one?
2: You don't have that one?
1: No, that'll be the Chase. That's probably unlikely. Unlikely to get. I'm guessing at least 50 or 60 for that.
2: You don't have the new one?
0: With his little uh, kilt?
1: Uh, I have the pop version.
0: Oh, they have a soda one.
2: Well, picture I'm looking at.
1: Oh, yeah, no, not yet.
2: And the chases without the helmet.
1: Oh, yeah, no, need it. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, this is just concept stuff. Well, I guess it's not even out yet. So it's coming. What's <laughs> coming, everyone. I didn't want to yeah. get everyone excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like, Ooh, uh, next time I go up there, I never even see these in the store anywhere.
1: Oh so. yeah. No, they're barely anywhere. Um the local hot topic here when they get them in they only get, you know, a handful. I think they get, you know, two or three. So uh, not even a guaranteed chase in in store.
2: So, all right. Um
1: well oh, I did remember one other thing though, basic figure line which uh uh it's probably one of the, my least pickups these days i still try to keep up with it still got love for the og the classic three and three quarter fourth scale but uh Fett, as you were just saying with the kilt from uh, book of oba FET. um i don't know if this is going to be standard going forward but this version came in a uh It didn't come with plastic, like it was all in a box. It was all in a cardboard box and it came in a cardboard box. Uh, I seen a lot of pictures online too that it actually hadn't been working out for the best. I saw a lot came uh, broken and damaged, people were getting. So I was lucky enough to avoid that. Uh, Mine was not broken, but uh, it's the first time that I've gotten one of these where, uh, yeah, no longer the plastic shell, all of it was, Inside uh, cardboard, the whole thing.
2: Oh, I mean, oh really?
1: Really quick. When I,
2: when I was flying out, um, uh, when they, uh, I just put the the little cans in my bag, and I kind of wrapped t-shirts around them. Um, when I went through the scanner, it set it off. Oh. Uh, so they they opened up my bag and were like, um, uh, "What are That's these?" Those? Yeah, they go, what are these? I said, oh, those are just, uh, oh, whoa. Yeah, I did see this. I saw this somewhere. Not in the store, but I saw it on Instagram, probably.
1: Yeah, it's all, it's all, uh, no more plastic.
2: (laughs) Just cardboard? That's how they're going to be now?
1: I guess so. This is the first one I've got like this. Oh, you have it like that? Yeah, this is the first one I've received like this. Where did you get it? uh, uh, where did I get it? I think, I think Walmart.
2: <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen these. Or the these.
1: pre-order. Yeah, I pre-ordered
2: Oh, it. okay. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Oh, anyway, so they, they, uh, opened up my bag and, and pulled these out, and then he was like, is there liquid in these? I said, no, man, they're, they're, they're just, they're empty. I said, just shake it. He just shook them. Oh, okay. I said, they're just little plastic figures in there. He was like, oh, all right, yeah. cool. Right on. And they just Put them back in my bag. So, All right, everyone. Uh, coming down to the end of it, uh, random recommendations. I'm going to give you a movie just to go along with my soda. Uh, check out 1987's uh, Robocop if you have Showtime. It is streaming there. Uh, don't even need to go into what it is. Awesome film. Remake? Yeah, I didn't care for it. But uh, the first film. Second one's alright. Robocop 3 garbage. TV series garbage. But uh, definitely check out the original <laughs> film. Original one's awesome. The, I believe this is the rated R version uh, of the film. The The best one is the um, unrated director's cut one. Uh, if you can pick that one up on Blu-ray. So uh, definitely uh, check it out. Robocop. Awesome film.
1: Alright. Uh, uh, for me... I had it lined up. I just want to make sure I say the name, right. Uh, gosh, dang it. Hold on here. Um, well, let me give me my track first. Cause I want to give you the right uh, film. My track this week is from Miss um, Marvel. I was able to Shazam uh, the start of the episode. I think it was episode four, the one where they first go to, uh, Pakistan, uh, when they're on the plane, uh, it sounded really cool. So I shazammed it and it ended up being, um, Raginder, R-A-A-G-I-N-D-E-R is the artist. And, uh, the track is summer nights and it's just this really cool sound. It's, it's, it's all instrumental. There's no words in it, but, um, uh, it's interesting uh when when i shazammed it and then it came on apple music it's listed as hip-hop rap so i guess it does have that vibe to it but yeah it's just basically um the music and not anything else so but yeah um what do you got for track while i get my because i i know what i want but it's just i got to find, make sure I get the right
0: uh, name of it.
2: <laughs> All right. In honor of uh, the great 80 months and listen to the whole Metallica Master of Puppets album, every track on there is awesome. Um, if I had to pick my favorite out of the whole album, it'd probably be uh, track number five, uh, Disposable Heroes. That song is tough. Uh, it just reminds me of my son, Kyle, because when he really got into Metallica, that was a song that he uh, he loved the most. Because he was always just singing it. (laughs) Crazy little guy. But yeah, uh, the awesome, awesome uh, album. I need to get it on vinyl. I just want to hang it on the wall. I don't have a record player. But um, Eric's starting to buy all the Metallica vinyl, so they're like everywhere now. Uh, I remember it was kind of scarce to buy vinyl, but now it's making its uh, comeback in the last few years. Uh, Walmart's got a ton of... uh, Vital. Since Metallica owns all their own music, man, they're they're printing them all up again. So, but yeah, check out the, the whole album of Metallica's 1986 classic, uh, Master of Puppets. See, that sucks now that Metallica is considered classic rock. <laughs> but, right. Uh, it just makes me feel old, everyone. But yeah, this uh, I was there when this album came out. So awesome album. Check it out.
1: All right. Uh, Because of Rise, I was trying to find this other 30 for 30. I swore I saw it on uh, Disney Plus, but maybe they took it away. Maybe that's why I couldn't find it. So probably good. I didn't recommend it anyway, but there's another one they have on there, the 30 for 30 series, which I love. And it's uh, this magic moment, Uh, the mid nineties Orlando team that had Anthony Hardaway, Penny Hardaway to a lot of people and Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I love all the 30 for 30s, obviously, and I really love the basketball ones. And this was a really good one, too. So, yeah, this magic moment and checking that out.
2: All right, everybody, that is it. Uh, Please uh, spread the the love on our show. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook. Just search E-Society. Definitely listen to everything we got over on Anchor. Uh, We need to do some more. We haven't done any in a while. Um, you need to find something that we can cover on anchor. Uh, oh I got sure. I got a ton of lists but I don't know find anything <laughs> but
0: yeah, do a, yeah. Do,
2: a, do a summer league check-in uh, if you got to yeah <laughs> um, yeah find just search eSociety or uh, just go to anchor FM uh, forward slash macnez. Um,
1: Oh oh, yeah real quick You saw that video I sent you right Where the guy was trying to justify Buying uh, the legendary version Of uh, NBA 2K23
2: (laughs) Yeah 150 no (laughs)
1: <laughs> the only reason why I'm considering it is because it comes with the NBA league pass, which I've wanted in the past and I've considered. The only thing that holds me back is I'm pretty sure the main thing I want to see Warriors games and Kings games for that matter, uh, both Warriors and Kings because of my location. I'm pretty sure they're going to be blacked out. I don't
2: know, so
1: them. Email the them thing. and
2: see if, see if they answer that question.
1: I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, but, um, it is worth it just for the league pass. Cause I'm pretty sure that normally costs more than 150 on its own. So, uh, but it was funny that video, the guy's like, look, you get a hundred thousand virtual currency. That's that's worth it right there. <laughs> and he's that's like, so... you get a little, a Jordan, you get a Michael Jordan go-kart for in the game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, don't it is know. I, I don't play those sports games. Whoever so is know.
1: like recording him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. uh, yeah. Facebook anchor going over to YouTube. Search ESociety. Society. We'll, we'll put more on there. Um, follow us on Twitter. Eat Society Pod or Personal's Macnez Pod or the Z uh, Theo Zisu Instagram Eat Society Podcast. I'm still trying to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu at Macnez at Macnez Pod. Um also uh, Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez, at Blu-ray Terror. Follow us on TikTok at ESociety Pod. Uh, go over and pick up a t-shirt at T Public. just search uh, East society or MacNez um, the links to all this stuff is in, in the show notes uh, for each episode so if you don't want to search for it just click the link and it'll take you right there uh, shout out to uh, Mixed La Beats Productions I know we never give him that much love but we uh, I need to start giving him love every episode uh, <laughs> he does the, the intro and the outro uh, to the music that you've heard for years now uh, awesome stuff definitely check out his uh, I put his website in the show notes as well definitely check him out show him some love uh, if you need some production beats and everything so but with that everyone uh, we are out of here we'll be back next week I don't even know what's new I know there's some new streaming movies I want to check out and a new yep. streaming TV show with um, Star Lord I don't even know what it's called
1: oh uh, yeah I'll check that out I need to check oh, that out uh, yeah.
2: Amazon yeah so but yeah. Uh, everyone uh, just be safe out there and uh, come back next week. So until then, uh, please be safe and
1: party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, Society.